chocolate? It is hot chocolate on, in the fucking summer. Yeah, it's like, what, te- what temperature is it? You're, Warm. You're a dummy. I'm still cold from the winter. I have it, like, it's still like cold in my bones. So even though it's 72 right now, I'm like, I'm still catching up. Dog, it's like four years past winter. It's, yeah, it it's feels... basically as far away from winter as it ever gets. Yeah, it's, it's just literally as far away from winter as we can be at the moment. Yeah, and I still feel it in my bones. I'm not there. I'm not I'm not healed yet. Not it's healed. Kind of, it's kind of a bad scene because it means it's, I, I know it's coming up. It's coming up already. Mm. <sighs> oh, cool. The Streamlabs thing didn't work. Yeah. Hold on. Cool. Oh, y'all ain't got to worry about me. I've just got to change something on my end. Brad, your Mario Maker levels have given me lots of heartache. I'm trying to make them easy. That's the worst part. (laughs) You're trying to make them easy? Well, I mean, I'm trying to make them not easy. Thank you. For the sub on your birthday, no less. Aww. Taylor. It's only 100 degrees Fahrenheit. Damn. But yes, thank you for the sub. Much appreciated. 22 months. That is a, that's a hell of a streak to have going. Yep. Hey, 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 you know what that is a hell of a streak? What's a hell of a streak? Wait. <laughs> Right there. There it goes. There you go. You left a big brown streak right in your pants. A 24 month brown streak (laughs) all up in your pants. Why is it currently on a one month streak? Did I miss one? Uh, It says 24 on my end. Weird. Yeah, I just saw the picture. The cover art. Yeah, the cover's real good. It's good, but it's a little late for that reference. Yeah, it is. It is. But we kept pushing this one back because other ones kept coming in. Chapter mm-hmm. 97. Oh my god. 97! 97 of these fucking things! Oh, was the last one 96? Yeah. Did we make a 69 joke? I don't remember. <laughs> I doubt it. But I'm sure that when we did episode 69, we very likely did a 69 I'm pretty joke. sure we went oh, definitely very, 69. very all in there. There's this episode of Case Closed where the guy gets a hotel key that says 96 on it, and he goes, that's almost my favorite number. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> wow. But, yeah. This is the 97th Sox cast. Can you guys believe that? And though it's probably actually way more than that, because when we started out, we had a couple of episodes that were, like, two-parters. That's true. Oh, and our wow, game and that. our game of the year episodes are always split in two as well. So we're probably so like guess what? We're already past episode 100. We're very we don't well have, we don't past. have to do it now. We we're very well doing... We're very well past 100 and don't have to do it now, which is which is great. <laughs> we should just go actually count those and then do appropriate number. It's like when Final Fantasy skipped from 3 to 7. Uh-huh. <laughs> we're just going to start using we'll be on so the next one will be like episode 105. Well, the reason they skipped from three to seven is because the numbers four, five, and six in the Japanese language are, ba- I... are bad luck. That's why they skipped four, <laughs> five, and six. I was like, Polly, I know, and then you did a good it's like job. Skyscra- so it's, like skys- it's like skyscrapers. It's like skyscrapers. That's why they don't have 
like 13th, 13th floors is because those are bad luck. It's just they're the same reason they don't have Final Fantasy 4, 5, and 6. Because, yeah. Yeah. Those are bad luck numbers. They're like the mm-hmm. number of the beast or something like that. It's very, it's, it's very disconcerting. They're, they're very traditionalist like that. Yeah. It's because I mean, 4 is actually the character for death, and 5 and 6... I can't remember. Polly, what were the characters for 5 and 6 again? Uh, 5 is uh, the character for man, and 6 is the character of the beast. There so. you go. That checks out. So, so Men, you, that, men beasts, and death are all unlucky. Yeah. Like, well, man as in mankind. Okay. Not, yeah. not just not just men. Not just men. <laughs> Welcome to Soxcast episode 97, <laughs> brought to you as always by Moon Pie. Moon Pie, we hate Pokemon. <laughs> I, I'm your host, Polly, and I hate Pokemon too. It's okay, I do too. Yeah, Pokemon is... on the Digi- Digimon side. Can we, can we, like, I'm all about buying that, not, that, that Cyber Sleuth remake that's coming out. Is they, they're putting out the... They did two Digimon Cyber Sleuth games on the PS4, um, and those disappeared for some reason. Like, you can't buy them anymore, but now mm-hmm. they're being re-released uh, on Switch huh. and PC, and they're bundling both of them together, so I'm going to buy those. Cool. Because cool. they actually seem I'm gonna like... I'm going to play one of those some of these days. Thank you for that, Taylor. They seem I can like... send you that back someday. They seem like actually, you know, good RPGs with decent stories and, you know, like sci-fi fun stuff in there. Yeah. Definitely, yeah, they definitely seem a bit more story-rich than your typical Pukemon uh, affair. Nice! Got him! Got him, boom. Just I mean... Dropped uh, the fucking bomb on him! Everyone loves it so much when they put more story in Pokemon. Yeah, everybody loves that. It's their favorite part. Colin, unlike the Scott Pilgrim game, which people keep trying to make us believe is some kind of... <laughs> Yeah, like, that game's not very... Like, okay, as far as that game being lost to time, because, you know, from a preservation standpoint, yeah, I, I'm bummed about that, but let's not pretend that Scott Pilgrim vs. the World is good. It's the same thing that happened with games like Radiant Silver Gun and Sonic CD. Uh, is that they were like, oh, no, these are great games because we can't play them. Those are the best ones. And then people play them, and oh, no, wait, they're actually hot garbage. Radiant Silver Gun? Is this, no, she, this is I make no apologies. Me. I make no apologies. <laughs> I thought the Scott Pilgrim movie was good. Yeah, the Scott Pilgrim, the movie and the comics are good. The movie and the comics are okay. It's just uh, oh, the, well, the game is the game is garbage. Scott Pilgrim is bad. And and I I would yeah, kind of a, yeah I would largely agree with that. Oh, really? I mean, in terms of just, like, entertainment value, I've watched the movie, and I was entertained, but I didn't think it was the greatest thing ever, like a lot of people did. It's like, oh, oh man, they made out. Mario references! I know what Mario is! I oh, like that man. movie! It's good! But the band is called Clash at Demon Head. Do you get it? Because there's a video game called Clash at Demon Head. There's, like, a great article on the Hard Times earlier this week about how a band named after oh, the Cheetahman sucks. <laughs> So that was good. That was good stuff. I watched that. I did watch that movie like ten million times, including in theaters, and I freaked out a lot. But I was also four, sixteen, It hit me real hard at that time. I was like, "What? Holy crap! Video game? You can talk about video games in movies? 
Wow! It's the best thing ever! John it being is... so young is still consistently, consistently throwing me. Yeah. <laughs> when it's like, oh yeah, I saw that movie once a couple years ago. I was, you know, 34, so it didn't quite hit me the same way it hit John, obviously. <laughs> I kind of rolled my eyes through a lot of it. And... I think visually it's really nice. Yeah, yeah, it's a very visually impressive movie. But you know what else is a visually impressive movie? Speed Racer. The Matrix. Oh, okay, so that's funny. Hot we Fuzz. both went to Wachowski movies. We both went to Wachowski movies, yeah. I mean, like, Hot, Hot Fuzz is good. Is really good. Like, yeah, that Hot, one probably... Hot Fuzz is pretty good. I mean, yeah, Speed Racer is, like, fucking unbelievable looking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Speed Racer is real good. We made anime real. <laughs> to my like virtual Star right! He's juicy! <laughs> it's Rhett. I don't even understand that reference if it is one. I know, it's just the first thing that popped in my head. Okay, yeah, that's how you usually roll these. <laughs> yep, that's how these go. I'm sorry. There's never a lot of forethought. How's it going? Good. Sounds like you're ready for a podcast. I, I guess. You probably got one or two big things to talk about. Oh, yeah. Because I ain't got much to talk about this time. I so, got. So, y'all are going to have to fill this one out. You want to talk about my big thing? Your big <laughs> thing. Everybody wants to talk about your big Every, I mean, thing. pretty much everyone on Twitter is talking about it lately. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of discourse. Probably, I, right? I don't use Discord much anymore. Discourse. <laughs> oh. Discourse. I don't know. Not I discord. What would inspire. Yeah. I don't know what about Red's big thing would inspire discourse. No, no. Like I think that that's just that's, pretty much that's the name of my next level. Red's big thing. <laughs> Red's big thing. <laughs> <laughs> that gives me an idea <laughs> for a Mario level. This podcast gave me an idea for a Mario Maker Two level. Literally everything does that. To my me, virtual life proven to be one hundred percent racism free. It's John Thayer. Hi. <laughs> Thank God that test came back 100% negative, huh? Whew. I was sweating that one for a few days. Why are we talking about my great misogyny test, too? Oh, I'm great right. on that level. We haven't mm. run that one yet. I don't. At least I don't have the results on that one yet. I'm sure it's perfect. It's probably... Um. It's... I would say maybe that one's more within acceptable boundaries. <laughs> you put it. You you took it six months ago and failed horribly. But yeah, I think we're but we're, we're out now. You've we're been through out. a little bit. We we put you through a little bit of a training. Put you through a little bit of therapy. Thinking maybe we worked a little bit of that out. <laughs> we'll find out next episode. Stay tuned. The results will determine if we get to do an episode 100 or not. Oh, jeez. John is canceled. John may be canceled. The FCC is going to step in and forcibly cancel this podcast <laughs> if John's misogyny levels are far too high. Face enhance. <laughs> John, are you ready for a podcast? It sounds like of you are. Of course. Of course. You're the one over here sitting with hot chocolate in the middle of summer yeah, i'm sweating so much because i have to have the ac off too but i'm still drinking the hot chocolate so why would you drink hot chocolate if you have to have the ac off well i didn't remember that i'd have to have the ac off until 
after I made the hot chocolate, and I'm not putting this hot chocolate to waste. Oh, is, it, is, is your building kind of got that, those limits on it, where it's like you're only allowed to have your AC on X number of uh, oh, hours oh, a day? It's just, I love, it's just that it's right next to the computer. If I turn it on, you'll, uh, you'll, you'll go... Well, <laughs> well, see, like, my air conditioner is also right next to the computer. <laughs> Mine just turned on while John was saying all this. So I don't think anybody would actually notice if you turned yours on because there's there's usually always enough background sound in these episodes that I like to think of it as just natural ambiance and words. <laughs> I like always kind of overpower it. Yeah, you're just always overpowering. That's the John yeah. Fire experience. It's just so overpowering there and in your face, just raw, rugged, just all those words that describe John Fire <laughs> perfectly. And Red's big thing. <laughs> Speaking of Rhett's big thing, hey Rhett! Jeez, oh, we starting off right with it. We we starting off right with it. How, how uh, how's it going? And what you been into? So I had like three different segments planned, and I was planning on doing Mario Maker last, but fuck it, I've been playing a lot of Mario Maker. Yeah, too. I kind of figured like this is one of those. You kind of just <laughs> got to front load the... it. Front load it because we don't know how yeah. long this is gonna go. That's a game I am playing a lot of, and I'm, it's kind of weird to talk about. Cause How so? How so? It's very weird as a traditional, from the perspective of a, tr- of a traditional game. There is a story mode in this one, but it's still, I don't think, that great. And it's weirdly oh, grindy. No. Yeah, it's like it's all about collecting coins and doing contracts. Boy, they did that. They did that in one of those new Super Mario Brothers games, and it didn't work out very well. Well, in this one, at least, like the levels themselves aren't like we put all the coins in it. This one is just like, hey, you'll get two hundred coins for beating this level, and whatever ones you get along the way also count. I mean, it's just an excuse for playing to play Mario Maker levels. I assume. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Unless just... unless you run out, and then there's still more coins to collect, which I hope isn't the case. Apparently, a hundred percenting it actually does get super grindy for like absolutely no reason. All right, super cool. But how Great. much of this do you have to do to unlock all of the parts for the editor? Um, there are only two parts locked in story mode, and I got one of them, so not a whole lot. What basically. are the What are the parts that are locked in story mode? Um, they were con- they were. Th- there's two power-ups that they kept secret before the game came out, and that's like all they hid. Oh, so Super Bowl and. Um... There's one in the 3D world style, the Builder Mario. Oh, okay. So Builder and Super Bowl. Yeah, so I thought it was kind of weird, like, because I found out about those, like, right before the game came out, and I'm like, oh, I wonder what the other styles get. And the answer is nothing. nothing. <laughs> There's, It's just the Super Bowl. And could have put in the Tanuki suit. suit. Could have done it. That would be so weird, because it's like the feathers or Yeah, it's the... The leaf is already in there, like Raccoon Mario's well, in there. It's like the, the, they, have tanuki, the dry, they have the dry bones thing, the, which is just Tanuki super better. That that's kind of yeah, you kind of got that. Yeah, <laughs> I still think that there's a lot of cool things you could do with the Tanuki suit and just turning, you know. Yeah, but. well, it's just like it's the thing that was in the game that's still not in Mario Maker proper. I think the big <laughs> one I think would be the frog suit because like true, no one makes water levels because water isn't fun in Mario. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they could really remedy that real easily. The problem is with the frog suit, then you get hit and lose it, and then you're stuck in a shitty level again. (laughs) Mm. Like, the frog suit in Super Mario 3 is amazing, because it's like, you get it, and you're like, alright, and then you get hit immediately, and you're just like, aww. 
All right, what are some levels that sound bad? Let me take a note mm -hmm. here. Water level. Oh, jeez. All right, cool. Are you my Dan Reichert? Just uh, no, I'm not. I'm not going to make purposely painful levels. I just want to do things that sound bad. Oh, right. like welcome to under the machine level. Underwater scrolling is like kind of the meme joke, but that underwater auto scrolling have to collect <gasps> every oh, coin. Oh, duh! I can do it. I can do my. I can make my welcome to the machine level uh, and uh, oh. water level. Well, Echo is a water level. Exactly. So yeah. It makes perfect sense. Oh my god, and there's just bloopers everywhere. Perfect. And you Beautiful. have to collect all of the coins. Yeah, that's as, as one of the requirements. And it's <laughs> six minutes long. So the so here's the thing about custom scroll is that yeah, how 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 good how deep can it get with that? Not super deep, so it's limited to ten changes, and I think the shmup level I did used nine. So okay. like I had a little wiggle room left, mm -hmm. and you can't you can't make a scroll left basically. Oh, mm. so that really does kind of put a hamper on. All right, that's fine. Machine. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna disappoint myself by trying then. It's fine. No, I think it's you fine. should try because because I so I made that level shoot the core uh -huh. that used that pretty extensively. So what you can do is like pure vertical drops. Mm hmm. So, like, that's pretty cool. Like, that's the thing you don't really see in those games is, like, I had a section where it goes straight down for a bit, and then you move over a bit, and then it goes straight up again. How many screens vertical can you go in this one? Because I know verticality was not, like, a big thing yeah. in so, the original. Here's the other fucked up thing about the custom scroll, is that it only works in the main area, and the main area can only oh, be horizontal. Oh, wow. <clears throat> so, the, so the answer uh -huh. to that is two screens. Yikes. But, so I did something in that level that I was like, hmm, this will probably break it real bad, is that I put a door in. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the, so what happens is the game, like, automatically makes new paths based on where that door comes out and kind of tries to re-guide it back onto the, the path. So I think you could get really weird with it. Mm. If, like, you're using doors to kind of send yourself back to the left and then the auto-scroll has to figure out where the hell you are now because <laughs> like that testing that level was super weird because if you like you know press start to in the wrong position and the scroll is just like oh yeah we're past the wall so we're i'm just gonna scroll this wall of death into you now <laughs> oh because i was using a lot of walls to stop the scrolling in that level uh -huh. too yeah. yeah yeah it's like if you're in the wrong room it's just like oh i'm just gonna keep on going here and then every once in a while like i'd be redesigning stuff something and take a block out of the wall and it would just be like, okay, there's no stopping now. And it's just like, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> yeah, the fact that you can stop the auto-scroll now is, like, my favorite thing. Mm. Yeah. Scroll, <laughs> scroll stop is so fun. It's pretty delicious. I love it. Because you can just... Like, the last level I did, too, is just a bunch of individual little rooms. Mm -hmm. And just it just makes the whole thing, pre presentation-wise, feel a lot cleaner than stuff in the first game did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which is why it drives me nuts when I see, you know, new players just doing like, oh, and then you go into the door and it just sends you into like a box in, in, a, in the void just <laughs> floating in midair. It's like, oh, if you just put more ground tiles all around, this would look a lot better, dude. Mm. You know? Mm -hmm. I'm, still, I'm still seeing naked pipes everywhere. Everybody still uh, loves those. Naked pipes are everywhere. So, so that kind of brings me into my negative section about this game is that boy a lot of people making trash levels 
It's, it's going to take a while, and I think that yeah. you're also going to see a larger concentration of crap, given that the install base for the Switch at this point is already way more than the Wii U, and way more people are connected to that thing than were than they were the Wii U. So I think you're definitely going to see a, a larger concentration of crap. Yeah. I'd rather play I'd rather play crappy levels by randos than Nintendo levels most at this point. So, so that's my thing. Is story mode is like. All those levels in story mode are just kind of designed to show, like, hey, here's a mechanic that exists. Yeah. And then sometimes I'm not really finding them fun as levels on their own, where it's like, okay, yeah, I, I got it. You're doing a vertical auto-scroll, and there's poison below me. Cool. Mm. You know, just like, hey, here's here's the, the one gimmick. I mean, some of them are good, though, where it's like, there's one level where, like, it gives you a bunch of respawning power-ups, like a power block, a P-switch, and mm-hmm. something else. And then you go into these different puzzle rooms, and you have to figure out which item to bring into each one. Oh, you know, I remember so, that one. That was yeah, cute. That's, that's probably one of the better ones. Mm-hmm. So the thing about they did in this one is, in the previous Mario Maker, they had the 99 Mario Challenger. It was 99 or 100. Maybe it was 100. Yeah. But... They got rid of that, and now it's just endless mode. And it's not very fun. Like no, yeah, but so I've seen people. Like I used to watch a few people play <laughs> Mario Maker, and they were really into those 100 Mario challenges. Yeah. Um, at all skill levels, and now it's just like, oh well, I just I'm just trying to score higher this time, and it's not even anywhere near as exciting. That's what I'm finding out is that it's like. There's a lack of progression yeah. that really sucks. Because, like, there was the one goal of beating the final level in the 100-man challenge. Mm-hmm. And it and it gives you, like, oh, 100 lives. Like, that seems like so many. And then if you're playing on Expert or Super Exit, like, Super Expert, like, that goes through really quickly. Yep. So, like, it was a cool challenge. And I think, like, making it 100 Mario's, like... It was a good balancing measure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now you have the endless mode, but endless mode starts you with way less lives. Yeah, it's like what five, ten, and fifteen. It's thirty on super expert, thirty on super expert, and yeah, fifteen on expert, which is just it's way too little because it's like completely ignoring the fact that the clear percentages for those levels on expert like are stupidly meet- low. Yeah, so it's like my most of my levels are have a clear rate of around two to five percent. Yeah. So it's like, okay, so if it takes this player fifty lives to beat the level, oops. Like, they're not getting through one level. Yeah, yeah, it's I, I don't like that stuff at all. I'm really hoping they go back to patching that I in. Can't imagine Nintendo going back on something. I don't know. Something. I don't know. How about that like, online? How about that online, Rhett? You enjoying that? I had a couple matches, like, super... Like, the first hour the game came out, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, the morning I got it. That were fine, and ever since then, I've only tried a couple times, but it's been so fucking laggy. Yeah, I've watched uh, some streams of people, and not only, like, can levels just not be very accommodating for multiplayer at all... Anything involving yeah. switches and doors is just a complete train wreck. Because <laughs> the thing with doors is wild. I you don't can know literally, how you literally just stand in front of the door and not let other people in. Like, 
What the fuck are you thinking? I saw a video of somebody just doing like co-op levels too, where they're not even incentivized to troll each other. Yeah. And this guy just gets into like a one block wide area and just stands there to block everybody. <laughs> That's just incredible. But that, 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 yeah. But multiplayer is great because it puts a big, nice D on everybody's profile. It's that's your multiplayer ranking D. D. And I've never, never getting better. Matches. I played like two or three matches when it first came out, and I actually won two of them. And it's like, okay, so I got the bar like halfway up. And then the next game I played like disconnected, and I was like, oh. And then when I went back, it was like. You quit out of a match. We're penalizing you. And you and I saw that bar like drop way down and I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, fuck this. Yeah. I remember thinking that they were gonna lie and just use ghost data before the game came out. Mm -hmm. Cause I'm like, there's no way this isn't gonna be a laggy mess. And oops, looks like it's a laggy mess. Yeah, it's not very good. Yeah, I really wanted to like that mode too, because conceptually, like, who cares if it's dumb bullshit if it's you know it's fun? Yeah, like you can have fun with trash. It's just yeah. it's not very fun trash. Yeah, it's it's slow laggy trash. There's one level though, where it's like there was a door to go into like the level proper, and I just did a flying leap of faith and just hit the goalpost. Because I jumped off a of Yoshi, so it's like I just skipped like ninety percent of the level, probably. Nice. And the other people are like, "Oh, what? Huh?" <laughs> but it was like running at like two frames a second, so that's why I knew. I was like, "I think that's the goalpost over there." <laughs> so it's just like the slow motion, like seeing if I can make this ridiculously far jump, and then I did. That's. Yeah, like little moments like that. They're interesting, no. but that's not going to sustain an entire no. mode. No. <clears throat> it is funny, though, where it's like... Even bad levels feel good to play because it's Mario physics. Mm -hmm. And that is something that's super interesting about this. That's like the polar opposite of Little Big Planet, where it's like, you can do anything, but none of it but really feels good But none of it feels play. good at all, because Sackboy yeah. controls like a pile of shit. He really does. Oh, man, the game's is really not good. I, but then somebody made Mario Maker inside of Little Big Planet 3. Yeah, I saw that. It's pretty so incredible. The, so it's like, the level of versatility in those tools is obviously like, um inconceivably different. Yeah, it really those is. Those games never felt good to play. No, yeah. That's really what kept me from ever enjoying those games, yeah. is that I played through the story mode of the first one, and mm. I hated it, because it was like, boy, <laughs> this is just like a charming platformer that feels like ass to play. Yeah. I am never going to use these tools, because, oh my god, the tutorial is literally four hours long. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, yeah, it takes forever to get through the tutorial because it's really fucking complex despite the fact that it, you know, it does a lot, but... It I've heard some e things about the tutorial in Dreams coming up soon. Oh, boy. Where it's, like, even significantly longer because that's, you know, a full 3D modeler and stuff. That's gonna yeah. be insane. But yeah, Mario's super interesting as a game dev tool because... 
it gives you so little that you have to be really creative with what's there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, people are just clinging to the few scraps there are. Like, there's, like, five music tracks you can pl- put on in place of the regular music. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, you're hearing a lot of this one track from Super Mario Galaxy right now. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's really good. They need to go all out. Like they, they need do. to put more in here. They need to go all out like they do with the fucking Smash games and just throw, oh, throw everything oh, in there. Just do it. Like you've got the Nintendo license for literally everything. Put literally everything in there. I know it's wild to think what they could do if they were just like, hey, here's a, like a new skin for. I guess all the styles are even like just Mario 1 where it's like, oh, now it looks like Legend of Zelda. Oh, shit. Check it out. Here's a Donkey Kong Country skin. Whoops. How'd we do that? It's kind of crazy <laughs> and amazing, but here it is. Yeah. It's kind of funny because to me it feels very robust and like expansive because I played a bunch of Mario Maker 1, which is much oh, yeah. more stripped down. Well, like what's weird about this is that there are more options. There's a ton of options in it. But mm-hmm. all of it is so kind of weirdly hidden mm. because of how you put a Goomba on the screen and then it's like, oh, if you hold down that Goomba, you can give him a mushroom or you can give him a wings or you can give him a parachute or you can just change it into a Goombrat. So it's like every enemy will have like a bunch of variations like that, mm-hmm. but it's all kind of hidden in this one sub menu. Mm. Yeah, that's how it was and in the like, first game too. You like drag a mushroom I mean, it onto was, a Goomba and make it big, and it's cool. Yeah, but it, it was like even worse in the first game because yeah, you had to pull out all these items constantly to combine them. Mm-hmm. Which, for some reason, to do a progressive power up in this one, you still have to do that. You have to take like a fire flower and drag a mushroom onto it. Oh jeez! Mm-hmm. You can't <clears throat> just hold down on the fire flower to turn it into a oh if it, if they're already big, it'll give them the second power. That's up. fucking silly. So I had to look up like how to do that. Like there is a, a, an expansive tutorial in this one too, the dojo, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I've I've read like none of it, so <laughs> you can get by. <laughs> okay, Jessrum says I'm wrong about the progressive power up thing. I honestly didn't see that. That's weird. Mm. But it is weird when like some of the enemy types are just like kind of wildly different, and it's like oh, like there's a chain chomp or there's the. Uh, the unchanged chomp, like they're kind of different enemies at that point. Yeah, but mm-hmm. they're in the same kind of sub menu. So a lot of the times I'm just like going like, like for my shmup level, I'm like, so which enemies are actually going to fire projectiles? And it's just kind of going through a while. And it's like, okay, if I give a take a spiny and give him wings, and oh, that's fucked up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to use these way too much. Yeah. <laughs> people are, are going to love this. <laughs> I did. <laughs> or you do something like, uh, you like, oh, I'm just going to put like five match Koopa down here and give them some blocks. And oh my God, what are they doing? They're turning every block into a new enemy. <laughs> Whoops. We accidentally <laughs> turned the flagpole into an enemy. That happens in a Nintendo level. Like that—that th- that is explicitly. Hey, this is a fucked up thing you can do. This is a fucked up thing that can happen. Is a flagpole? Is it? Is that just it? No. I think it's if you, Nintendo, I think if you, you kill, kill the Magikoopa, the... it changes yeah. back. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. So in the in the Nintendo level in story mode, like yeah, it's explicitly like, hey, you better kill that dude now. And it's in a level where your the clear condition is don't jump out of the water. Oh. 
So it's really evil. That's pretty so you've gotta, fucked. You've got to get up. You've got to bop him underwater as well. I played a good level last night that did that at the very end. It had a Magikoopa by the, the flagpole that zapped it, mm-hmm. and then like five more appeared. And oh, it was, and it started playing boss music, and it was like, okay, kill the right one. And every single time I killed one, it was like doing the the wrong oh, sound so effect. Good. And then I, it was literally the last one I killed, and then it goes, <laughs> yay, and the flagpole appeared. That's so good. <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah. yeah. Building boss arenas is definitely, I've noticed, like kind of one of the most important skills. Because mm. when you're doing like endless mode and people, you know, don't give a shit, yeah. it's just spam. It's just, here's a pipe that spits out 800 fire flowers constantly. Koopas and... Yeah, and infinite fire flowers, five hundred Koopas, yeah. and, and three they, Bowsers, and yeah, twelve Bowsers, <laughs> and, and they—you oh, can only have up to three. But um, they're always the big super. They always give them a super mushroom, so yeah. they take way more. But it's just like okay, like there's literally no tension here because you're just feeding me fire flowers. Yeah, and mm-hmm. most people clearly they don't understand the point of Bowser is to get around him and not deal with him directly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like mm-hmm. that's what's killing me. Is like, except for Super Mario World, like in the other games, it's always like either jump past him or Run get him under. to drop himself. Yeah, get him to drop himself into this pit. Yeah. And even in Mario World, you're still <laughs> hitting him with his own things. Yeah. The Mario World sprite for Bowser in this always <sighs> freaks me out because it doesn't actually look like he does in the game. Mm. Tragedy. He's so, so cool in Mario World. <laughs> Yeah, and then his son stole that stupid clown car. Yeah, I know. And it's like this is mine now. Everybody loves Bowser Jr. That's what I heard. Everybody, he's yeah. He's all right because he's like kind of a step up. Where he's at least a boss you can fight by jumping on, mm-hmm. which Bowser mm-hmm. isn't. So that's another thing. That's what people don't get about Bowser is he's like the you can't jump on him. Yeah, so you yeah. have to feed people fire flowers. Yeah, which then makes it a bad boss fight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Unless you feed the plow, the player a bombs, and then you can make a fun boss fight. Yeah, you did. Yeah. That was a good time. That that level okay. was really fun. Funny because we, my brother and I, were playing it last night, and there were like two screens where I, where we took like ten minutes and a bunch <laughs> really? where we like breezed through. Some of them I was I know the difficulty was all over the place. Like, they were still they were good puzzles. It was very fun. But there's like the conveyor belt one where it's just like, I don't know what to do with this. I'm just gonna keep it in though. <laughs> the second one is just like jump five times. <laughs> Ta-da. Yeah, I this game. You haven't made anything yet, though. That's true. I'm, I'm finishing up a shmup. I'm excited about it. Mm. But I was like, I'll finish this this weekend, and then buy Mario Maker. And then, yeah. I, then last week, I was like, everyone was freaking. Out. I was like, God, I could really stand to play some Mario levels. <laughs> I gotta get. I gotta, gotta give in to the zeitgeist. Yeah, <laughs> I finished Trails first, but I yeah, still yeah. Okay, that's, like, that's pretty important. Yeah, but then I got Mario Maker, so now I'm just dabbling in that. And I'm gonna order a stylus because I don't want to fucking use my uh, finger. And the American the... edition doesn't come with the stylus. That's nope. real dumb. Nintendo. Dumb. Oh, oh, oh well. It it made me laugh when you're like, oh, my shmup is ten minutes long, and I'm like, the Mario Maker level I just made is like five minutes long. Because <laughs> <laughs> that auto scroll, if you make it go the slowest speed and then up and down five times, it mm-hmm. takes a damn while. <laughs> 
<laughs> and you know, if you just want people to keep this one cl clown car, you kind of can't put a checkpoint in there. And then no, the you guy, sure sure didn't put one in there. I sure thought about putting one in at one point, and it just it just it didn't, didn't feel, feel right. right. It didn't feel right. I get it. I get it, dude. Don't worry. That I, castle I level last it. night, though. That castle level drove me nuts, though, because. I was, did the clear check, so I beat the whole thing from the start, and then mm -hmm. something went wrong, and I was like, I should probably fix that. So then I had to beat the whole level again from the very start, and mm -hmm. then I started choking on Bowser, and I'm like, oh no. Oh no. <laughs> I died like twice, and I'm like, fuck this game, I'm just, I'm mad now. I'm mad, fuck this. <laughs> I got so bored of that shmup level by the end, just t having to do the clear check. Yeah. <laughs> Because it is like five minutes long, and I'm like, <laughs> I like started to burn myself out in the game a bit. Where it's like, okay, like, and then and then I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll focus on playing levels for a bit, and then I make a new level the next day. Yep. <laughs> like I can't stop. Just kind of I mean, make easy point, levels. That's all you got to do. I tried making. I did actually make one easy level, like the it's called Race to the Bottom, because mm -hmm. I thought that was a good dumb name. Mm -hmm. ah, I like that. That's the one I I tried speed running that one actually, and then I think someone beat me. Yeah, so... So something I see when people upload and post their thing is it says, like, created course 4 out of 32 or something. Oh, are you only yeah. are you only allowed update uploading, like, 32 courses? For now, yes. In the original game, how it worked is that you actually could only have 10 at first, mm -hmm. and then, like, you unlocked more space based on your rating. Oh, wow. So we're not sure if these will ever update. I mean, I have to imagine... If they are like, if they want that game to have any lifespan whatsoever, yeah. I have to imagine in like two months or something, whenever they do, like, oh, here's like a bunch of new items, and the level cap is higher now. You can now <laughs> have forty-eight levels. <laughs> you can now make sixty-four Mario's. <laughs> get it? Get it? That's when <laughs> they, add, they add the Super Mario sixty-four theme. Oh God, I. I don't know. I would almost rather them just flesh out the other ones more mm -hmm. than add a new one. Because yeah. the 3D world style is maybe a little anemic compared to the others. Mm -hmm. Which is super weird. Yeah. Like, it's a very fun style, but it almost feels like them being like, no, this is how you play the game. You make Mario as Mario levels, not these fucking puzzle shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it definitely has, like, it, like, everything in that style feels very railroaded. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, there's no munchers, there's no... Uh, there's nothing no to blocks. make it, like, yeah, there's nothing to make it fun or quote-unquote kaizo I mean, It's Yeah, it's kaizo's the specific thing, where it's like, it's a very fun style if you're making Mario-ass Mario levels. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Even the way they, the clear pipes are weird, because you can't go behind them, which is kind of like... That's weird. ...what you thought the point of them would be. Yeah. And they you can't have them split off... Even though, like, the whole point of them in the original 3D world was oh, that yeah. it would hold a certain direction to change which where you went, kind of like in Sonic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But in this, they're just one-way pipes, and it's just kind of weird where it's like, okay, they're just a cute way of going from A to B. Yeah. I did a... In my speedrun level, which is in 3D world style, I had the, pi the clear pipe kind of double back under a bunch of thwomps. Mm -hmm. And I didn't even think about it at the time. I was like, oh, that's cute. They make the controller vibrate. And then I'm like, oh, man, if people were actually playing this multiplayer... <laughs> that would be nuts. 
and somebody slid under there and the, like made all the thwomps drop at the same time that and would, just killed everybody else. That, that would, would be, be hilarious. Real good. Because thwomps in that style also just fucking one shot you. They just because they're 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 solid objects yeah. instead of like kind of a, yeah a I noticed sprite. that. So you get hit and then you go from cat Mario to big Mario and then immediately from Mar- Mario to small Mario and then you're just dead in like two frames. It's like oh okay. You know what that game really needs? Like, they have the arrows you can put down to guide players. Mm-hmm. They just need the danger sign from the Sonic games. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, the like this is death down here. Don't go down here. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure some people would exploit that, but... You learn how to trust certain creators. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's, like, it's like Dark Souls, really. It's like, do you yeah. trust that note on the ground, or don't you? I turn the notes in this game off because they just get in their way. Oh yeah, oh, I've yeah. seen them. I've seen them. They're they they are very obnoxious. They're so distracting. It's yeah. crazy. They're only fun when you're doing like a Dan Reichert level, and they're just constantly everywhere. And it's yeah. just like, okay, this is part of the experience. Yeah. <laughs> just people cursing the creator every step of the way. <laughs> <laughs> like you get to this room and it kills you instantly. And there's just a note there, like you monster. Yep. I like the easy sticker. The easy. Once I realized how good that one was, I'm like, yeah, I'm never going to use anything else. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> and then there was one level that almost tilted me, and I was like, okay, I can't put the easy sticker on this one. <laughs> I'm going to put, like, beat it, yay! How long, was the, how long did that one that was really hard for me take you? Uh, I don't, which one was that? That was Puzzle... Oh, that, the long puzzle level, but also very demanding. That was, like, that was such a weird level, yeah. Yeah. Because it just seemed like you're going the wrong way constantly. Yep. <laughs> I So, yeah, that level didn't really get to me that much. I played some harder ones, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I will say I killed three of the four Boom Booms, got to the last room, and then missed the star and died. And oh. I was... I was a little salty after that. Yep. Um, I, the fun Actually, thing the me fucked is... up thing. In that... Go ahead. The, the fucked up thing in that level is that there's so there's four boom booms you have to kill in this level, and there's two paths, two on each one. One of the paths doesn't let you go back. Oh. So I went. So I like I did the first two, and then I died, and I'm like, okay, well I'll explore, I'll explore this level some more and find the others. Mm-hmm. So I kill the other two. And I'm like, okay, there's the goal. And Uh-oh. I killed two. Uh-oh. And I, and I can't get back up this pipe. Oh. Okay. I guess I'll start over. <laughs> like, Yeah, people fucking up and soft-locking you is also kind of a big problem. Like, there was a level I liked where you get to the second checkpoint, and if you try to go back through the pipe you came into... There's munchers in the way, so you can't spawn out, and it just kicks you back out. Oh. But then, to get up to where the flag point pole was, you need a spring, so you don't have that spring anymore, and you're just stuck at the bottom of this pit. Ah. So it's, I just waited for the timer to run out. <laughs> because they still didn't put in... There's restart level. There's no restart from last checkpoint. Oh which my is insane. god. They... It's like, how do they constantly miss these real obvious <laughs> things? Some of the things they miss are wild. So I don't know the exact specifics of this, but I've heard people complaining that key death is still a thing, where it's like, 
if you have a level where you collect red coins to get a key, mm-hmm. if you get that key and then hit a checkpoint, you lose it when you respawn. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that when you do the clear check, like, the creator has to account for that, basically. Yeah. But it's also fucking weird where... I think this is why checkpoint respawn isn't there, because if you collect, like, eight out of the nine coins, hit a checkpoint, and then die, you do keep the coins. Yeah. You just don't keep the keys. It's such a... It's a really weird thing. Like, they tried to make a system where you couldn't lock the player into an unwinnable state. Yeah. And I'm sure, sure people have still figured out how to yeah, do that. Yeah, it's, it's probably not that hard to find a way to put the player into one. Yeah. But, like... The other one that's really fucked up is new to this, is that when you set a clear condition, you can't have a checkpoint. Which really makes no sense to me. That... Yeah, they just straight up didn't put in a way to clear the check on the condition. I guess. It's That's so... just straight up all it is. is well, all so I, I, saw this, I saw this really great level where you have to go to the end of the level and get a POW block and bring it back to the start. Yeah. But because... And the creator even said, I'm sorry, they won't let me put a checkpoint in here. <laughs> wow. And the whole puzzle is bringing the POW block back. Like, you can't really change yeah. it. Make it the same level. Mm-hmm. But then it becomes like a five-minute level that you need all 500 seconds for if you rush... Oh. And I was just like, not going to beat that one ever. That's rough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I, have my, I, I have a big complaint. Okay. Um, in Mario Maker 1, you can download levels into the editor and look at You them. can't oh, do that oh. in 2. You can't do that in 2. So that's something that was good in 1 that they took out. And it was I a don't... stupid decision. It's one of those things where apparently, like, every a lot of the changes were meant to fuck over Kaizo players. That's what it sounds like, yeah. Because I heard with that one, it was like, people are like, oh, you see, people could copy the course and upload it as their own. Who gives a shit? (laughs) I guess. But the other thing, but then the the complaint I heard was like, oh, so Kaizo stages are basically dead now because the whole point of downloading it, then you could start wherever you wanted and practice certain sections. Yeah. Yeah. So now doing it legit, you'd have to start from the very beginning of time. And that sucks. And also, you can't just if there's something cool that you like in a level, you can't download you can't it and see and how they see did it. Can't go in and see how they did it. Yeah, like yeah. that's really yeah. fucked up. It's this is, it's really magical and cool and fun to poke around in. It's still mm-hmm. it is very much a walled garden yeah. curated yeah. by Nintendo and yeah. locked away, and it and will it seems always like this be that. And specifically, that editing thing—it's even more locked than it was. Yep. So that, that's... that said, go follow Steve Gaming if you want to see how some shit works. Because he's already <laughs> cracking... He already figured out how RNG works in this one, and it's different from the first game. <laughs> and that's amazing. Excellent. I mean, at this point, my big thing is every time a friend posts a level on Twitter, I make a note of it, and then I yeah. go in, I beat it, and then I follow that person. And now I literally <laughs> just have a timeline of, like, eight or nine friends yeah, releasing all their levels, and I can just mm-hmm. sit down for, like, 40 minutes a day and like have these cool new levels to play and that's been very fun yeah that's definitely kind of the source I've taken is just like I'm just gonna follow certain creators because endless mode sucks Mm -hmm. (laughs) so it's just like I'm having much more fun just playing levels from creators I trust yeah Yeah. you you curate a timeline it's literally like that (laughs) it's nice yeah that's the thing that bumps me out is like follow this creator should be way more prominent in 
those yeah, menus. Yeah, it took me a while to figure it out. Those menus are kind of wild. But, but like, yeah. follow, following a creator would mean possible correspondence in some way, and Nintendo is real scared know, of anybody I, corresponding in any way with one another. That's what happened to me, is where I beat this guy's level as the first clear and, you know, gave it a thumbs up. And then he immediately went and played my most recent level and mm-hmm. was the first clear. And he left a note on it, and I'm like, "Oh my god, this we're, we're interacting. This is this is weird. This is not how this Nintendo is supposed to work." Like Nintendo, <laughs> Nintendo is already on the case. They're like, "What the fuck is going on with these two? We might need to ban <laughs> them. Two, two they are interacting." Are it's funny when you see like this commute. This comment was deleted by Nintendo's community standards. <laughs> Colin says, "So it's not open source." And I'm like, "Yeah, if they." There's a lot of things you could do to make it a lot more open to folks, and like one of them, you can, and also the fact that once these servers go down, all of this goes up in yeah. smoke forever. Yeah, that's so, why I'm not spending too long on every level because yeah. this is all super transient. Like I get yep. that. So like if you have them, they could have a Mario player that they can have release as a free download, or even like something on your computer. Like that would be something. A computer game. A computer game? Are you kidding? Let you download the levels. They make as... emulators on those, and those are the D- devil. As DRM free files. <laughs> oh god. Free DRM free? You were literally saying words that would melt a Nintendo executive. <laughs> Miyamoto is coming to your house with a gun right now. <laughs> Bango Spirits lets you turn levels into audio files and yeah, share them that way. It's That's... really insane. That's amazing. Yup. Here's my level. Screaming. <laughs> it's just incoherent screaming. Yep. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just a Death Grips track. <laughs> so yeah, this yeah. this is not... This will never be a substitute for me for like, you know, Bitsy or Pico 8 or whatnot, but I, it's a very nice thing. Mm. That it's so fast to make stuff it's in, so though, fast John. To make it's, that's what I didn't really realize about it, having not played the first one. It, but you know, spending a decade in Flash is like yeah, like idea to oh, just, execution yeah. is a lot faster here it's when you've got the tools. Unbelievable! When it's just like oh, I press start and the executable is running instantly. Like what mm-hmm. the fuck? I just put Mario where I want him on the screen and it's just there instantly. Mm. Yeah. Like I, I, I edit how this bows. That's the thing. It's like. I wonder if they make a third one that is just like a little more coding stuff or not, or just maybe more stuff from, from other Nintendo games so you can get a little more wild with it. Because mm-hmm. it's like, it's so close to being a game dev tool. Mm-hmm. But like, what was that? There was that uh, game Hack and Slash where you could actually open up the enemies yeah, and change like you their could parameters. Change their shit, which is insane. Yeah, yeah, like you actually you opened the actual like Lua files that ran the game in the game itself <laughs> and changed their behaviors, yeah. changed like it's it's sort of like a Baba is you kind of thing. Yeah, where you're so literally like, just changing the logic of the game itself to solve puzzles in the game. Yeah, yeah. That Tom brings like, up Tom brings up WarioWare Do It Yourself. That's another yeah. really cool tool. That's just so, kind of locked away. That's the what I want in this game so badly. It's just like, what if I could just make the HP of everything too, so I can make a shmup level where nothing dies in one hit? Yeah, Cause, yeah. Because that sucks when everything dies in one hit except Bowser Jr. Basically. Yeah, yeah. Just so like, so that's but so like, uh, I like a lot about this game, but it's also kind of infuriating in certain ways. It's very frustrating in the ways yeah. that like when you've already created games yeah, in other exactly. forms. 
it, it, it's a frustrating exercise in how limited it actually is. Maybe frustrating is not the right word, where it's just like you have you have to learn to work within weird constraints. You have to work within like, Mario constraints. Yeah, because it's Mario Maker. It's not it's not really a game dev tool. It's just so close to being one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then it's like, oh, I'll just put walls in front of all these enemies. So then, so now you have to shoot the wall first, and then the enemies. Two hits. Perfect. There you go. <laughs> I saw one friend get mad. There was a thread that was like, here's how you can make your Mario Maker levels good. And then I saw a friend get kind of mad, and they were like, here's how you can make your Mario levels be like Nintendo Mario levels. Uh, and I was just like, thank you. Thank you for getting mad at that. I appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> just like, the the appeal with this is that people are going to make off-the-wall shit. It's yeah, really yeah. hard or really weird. Just really weird and cool and expressive. And yeah. that, that's been a joy. I know. I saw a couple videos before the game came out came out that were explicitly like, "Here's how to make a Nintendo ass Mario level," where it's like you pick one gimmick and you explore it, and you give, and it was even like, and you give the player like forty percent of breathing room per level. Like, there's only <laughs> actually like four challenge moments per stage, and then after two of them, you put in a checkpoint, and then you give the player a power up. It's like extremely formal shit. Yeah, it's just like, like I try to follow some of that a little bit like hey don't put no power-ups after a checkpoint please give the player something yeah like poly mario brothers follows yeah that 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 a lot it's very formal yeah there's a lot of that it's just like nintendo has a certain kind of that where that's got that can be very sterile especially lately yeah it, so, it's yeah. sterile and makes things come across real toothless yeah so yeah. that's so I, I, that's what I appreciate about Mario Maker is that it gives these cool tools to people that'll yeah. actually use them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm appreciating it, but it, but it still say, it still has me kind of like a little bit snooty at times. Yeah. Because it's Nintendo. I think some of these new tools are so cool, though. Like I know we've kind of been ragging on them for taking out Kaizo stuff, mm-hmm. but like. Those on-off switches oh, they're so good. are so nuts for what you can do. Yeah. Like, people, I honestly think, have not even really begun to scratch the surface of those. Because mm-hmm. when you start setting up things that hit those switches automatically for that's you... When that's when things get nuts. That's, yeah. That's when things get really good. Like, Steve made a level where when you jump, the on-off switch changes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something like that. So it's like, oh... There's some fun stuff to be done in this game for sure. And like yeah. the swinging claws are just really fun game feel. That seems like mm. a really one note thing to me though. There's so, so the swinging claws like that's the one thing I saw everybody going for when the, the day the game came out was like look at my swingy claws level. Like okay. <laughs> this is I a very so attacked because that's literally what that I That is literally what you did, but it's literally what I saw everyone doing and I was just like, dog, they had this in Mega Man X. What? Yes, they have that fucking movie claw shit in Mega Man X2. Uh, oh, 2. Yeah. It's in I'm there. I know, but there is interest. There's fun stuff you can do with those. Like, I think my last level used them in creative. A very evil way. The first one or the second one, basically? Um, the one where you have to car- throw- carry the bomb yeah. arms across. What I did was I wound up just holding the bomb on with Mario and letting Mario take a hit to blow up the wall. <laughs> and Mario would just like be like, well, time to hurt. This is going to hurt. Ow. I didn't even consider that, but yeah. All right, let's do it. I and did then have it, a mushroom spawner right there. 
And it's like, well, time to do this again. And I was just like, poor Mario. <laughs> I tried to set it up so that the momentum from the swing, if you threw at the end of that, it would carry the bomb to the next claw. Uh-huh. I, See, I, I like... Yeah. Yeah. I like the first puzzle, too, where you have to walk up to the claw to get it to drop the podobo. Mm-hmm. And then pick up the bomb and then quickly drop the bomb before the podobo comes back. It's so good. Like, there is stuff to be done. The fact that... So when it holds one of those... The fire ball, ball thing... It'll drop it when you come close. And then when the fire ball jumps back up, it goes right back into the claw. <laughs> and that's hilarious. Oh, God, that one. That was the other mean, mean one. Wham, I, my bro, poor brother was playing this. He had played, like, no Mario Maker levels. So it's like, uh, hey, that's a problem. Red made a new level. Let's try it out. <laughs> Your brother's like, oh, I like Mario Brothers games. Those are fun and simple. I like the Mario. Let's do the Mario. Yeah, and then that starts with this new mechanic that kind of assumes you've played a little Mario Maker 2 by this point. <laughs> it was a good time. Mm. Hey, Rhett, I love your levels. Thank you. I know, Thanks. when you played the Shmup, the Shoot the Core, and were like, this is my favorite Mario Maker 2 level ever. Or just Mario Maker level ever. I'm like, aww. I would, yeah, like your Mar- I would probably I like your Mario Maker levels if I had a Switch. So, mm-hmm. there you go. I checked, my, I checked my Mario Maker bookmark profile, which isn't a thing on 2 yet. And it said I'd play... Oh, where's the bookmark page? I know. <laughs> and it said that I put, finished, like, 600 levels. So, I think that's... I think In that's the first game? Yeah. Oh, right. <clears throat> I'm, and I'm, I'm really glad I have a new Mario Maker to play with. Cause right, right. I lost that. Like, even if I kind of burn out on this game this week, because I've been playing a lot of it, like, this isn't a thing that's ever going to go away for a long time, basically. No, this is, like, a constant... Yeah, that's why I'm kind of thinking of it as now. Yeah. It's like, okay, this is just going to be this background hum. Like, oh, let's see if friends made any new levels. This and, is going to oh, be my fun. always able to come back to thing. Yeah. Yeah, I figured it would be a worthwhile purchase. And it has been so far. I've had a really nice time. I'll make yeah. levels someday. And hey, maybe it'll be even better as, as it goes forward. Because hey, Splatoon kept getting better as it went forward, right? Yeah. I mean, just people reminding the internet at large that like, hey... Game came out didn't have checkpoints yeah mm-hmm. and it didn't have i think they added the clown car and the fire clown car in the same update mm-hmm. and like it didn't have red coins or key i don't even think it had keys at launch no, no it, did it not. didn't i remember like, all of this like when, yeah. every time i see stuff like that it was like after i stopped playing so i was like oh cool oh that sucks yeah they they added some pretty major stuff to that game after it came out that is true Right, so you didn't talk about the biggest addition. Motherfucker, we got slopes. Those are so fun. <laughs> they are fun. Like everyone was like, "Oh, I don't know what a big. De- oh my god, this is a game changer! Holy shit!" Yeah, like oh. it literally changes traversal in that entire. Yeah, in it the makes way it just you- way more fun. Yeah. It's just weird thinking about how like everything would have had to be so. Well, that's so. I like slopes. I love them a lot. I don't think they should be allowed in the Super Mario Brothers one style. <laughs> it just looks wrong when it, it looks weird. That, yeah, when that tile, that ground tile is being cut at angles. Yeah, it looks real weird. And it's just it's not true to the Mario one style. No. Like the fact that he ducks now on a slope. Yeah, that's indicate, weird. Because you can't actually slide in the Mario one style. Like there is a mechanical difference, but the fact that they made a new ducking sprite is weird. Yeah. 
I love all the new themes. Like the oh, they're so good. Yeah, yeah. The desert, the like, out the old west theme is good on a lot of these. Yeah. <sighs> One thing I thought was kind of really cute was the Super Mario World Desert, which is a new track, but still uses that same melody that like literally every Super Mario song is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like kind of a desert Arabian version. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is very clever that it stays so true to that, ori- that original soundtrack. And they could have very just easily just used the 64 theme mm-hmm. for Dry Dry Desert. Oh, yeah. Well, they make new songs. And they did They did a little bit of that in the first game, so seeing all these new ones has been very nice. Mm. Yeah, the first game added, like, Ghost House and Airship for Super Mario 1, and then mm-hmm. this one adds even more. Like, the forest one is amazing. I think Ghost Ship was an addition for Mario 3, too. They said so they had like two new tracks there for the ghost ship, ghost house in Mario One and Three. Mm-hmm. It was real neat. Oh right, because wait, Mario Three had ghost houses, didn't it? Nope. Oh, I guess it. That's so weird. It, it introduced booths, but it introduced them in the castles. You're right. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But then they had to make airships for Mario World. Yeah, so those, I, I love those. It's so funny how. It's also so weird how uniform the styles end up being. Like the fact that everything in these games functions pretty much exactly the same in every single one. Yeah, it's a very versatile style that, but you can still kind of put a different wrapper around it. Yeah, I really like building a level and then getting to the end and then changing the theme and playing it with Mm -hmm. the new. That's what. Yeah. Because that's what I did last night with the castle level, where it's like, I'm going to play it in every theme, and then Mario won. Oh, I can't hold these bombs now. This level's unbeatable. <laughs> okay, then I skip over it. So the level is a new Super Mario Brothers level, because I actually like the castle version of that one. Mm-hmm. That's the only time I'll use that theme, though. <laughs> but then I try Mario 3, and it's like, okay, this level's playable now. It has kind of a different vibe. And then I get to Bowser, and Bowser just jumps through the wall. I tried to block him in. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, okay, well, this level breaks now. And then I try Super Mario World, and Bowser jumps higher, gets up to where those red blocks are, and uh-huh. then instantly dies when they change back to solid. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay, this level broke again. But it's just so weird how, like, everything else plays exactly the same. Like, Bowser's kind of the one big variable. Mm-hmm. Cool. And, like, how those burners in every style look the visuals are different but they all function the same stuff like that yeah yeah it's just really it is really again it's it's this this weird kind of technical accomplishment you don't really think about till you played the game of how like playing a mario one level and then just turning it into a new super mario brothers level and having it be like 99 percent the same is kind of wild Mm -hmm. and it's also interesting seeing like the progression through these games where it's like so Mario 1, you have slopes now, but you can't slide down them. So then Mario 2, or Mario 3, oh, you can slide down slopes now, and you can hold items. And then Mario World's like, okay, you can throw items up, and you can spin jump. And then Mario, new Mario is like, okay, you can wall jump now, which fucking breaks everything, so fuck that style. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. you, that's why you recreate Batman levels from the oh, original God. Batman game. In the new Super Mario Brothers style, that's what you should do. Okay, I'll get right on that. All right, I know you will. See, I know you will. See, it's it's really hard to make good kind of action levels because Mario doesn't have a gun. Yeah, Mario that's, doesn't that's have what, a yeah. No, Mario Mario Maker Three. We gave him a gun. We gave him a gun. 
Okay, it's seven o'clock. We've talked about this game for an hour. Let's do something else. GG. Okay. GG. I knew that was gonna happen. This is why I was yeah, like, let's get this. Sorry. Let's get this one out of the way. Let's knock that off. I got I got other shit to talk about too. Oh jeez. Well, it's a good thing that I don't have much. So. Okay. Hmm. So who's next? So I'd say let's go to John. Did y'all see the movie Hereditary? Nope. Nope. <laughs> it's a real it's a real fun horror movie. It's real scary. It's real scary. That that director slash writer uh, made a new movie. It's out. It's called um it's called Midsommar. Mm-hmm. But it's spelled in a weird way, in like a Swedish way, so it makes me think of Midgar Somner or the, oh. the monster from Final Fantasy Seven every time I see right. it. It's not about the monster from Final Fantasy Seven. It's I pro- I can't probably can't really talk about it very much because it's it's one of those things where you just kind of the more you blind you go in the better but like very Polly are you hearing these what yes oh yes good it's kind of rude <laughs> Zach do you not like do you not like horror movies <laughs> sorry it's very mean. <laughs> Could have started like near the end of the Mario Maker series. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't even talking about Saga. You got to time know. it properly. It's fine. Oh, so he likes Hereditary. Okay. Um, the basic Anyways. thrust of it is like, um, this woman has, is in a real crappy relationship, mm-hmm. and then a really horrible thing happens, and in her life, and she winds up just kind of getting dragged along to this trip to a little commune in Sweden. Mm. And they're this very, like, nice hippie commune. And it kind of reminded me of, like, the the hippie church I got to, went to there as a kid a little bit. Um, Uh-oh. <laughs> um, and then, so, it's all, like, completely, it's it's in, like, peak summer solstice in Sweden. And I think Sweden. But the point is, like, the sun is only down for, like, two hours a night. Ooh. So it's all brightly lit, happy sunshine. There's flowers everywhere. It's this warm, beautiful place. And then... <laughs> and then things take, you know, things take a couple turns. Oh, really? With the nature, with the nature of the commune. Right. Um, but, I, but I really liked it, because, like, with Hereditary, it, it basically takes this kind of schlocky story... And then builds it around like very real relationship dynamics. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Hereditary, there were it was like a very toxic family, mm. and then in this, it's a very it's a very toxic romant romantic relationship. Oh boy, we love those. <laughs> oh yeah, but it, it's it's that kind of dynamic um, where it's it's building it into this you know this culty sto- basic culty story but making it feel really real in a couple of other ways. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got some good visuals, and it's a very good time, and I recommend it. There's a big old list of trigger warnings, probably, but... <laughs> okay. <laughs> but yeah, that's a that's a new movie. I don't go out to see movies in theaters very often. Um, and then when I do, it's usually something I don't really care about very much, like Toy Story 4. <laughs> Oops. 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 Wait, dropping them hot that? takes. Saw, dropping them hot Toy takes. Toy Story 4, yeah. Uh, did you see Spider-Man? I did not see Spider-Man. I'm okay not seeing Spider-Man, Rhett. I'm sorry. But it's the sequel to Endgame. Oh, good. That's what I want. That's we what liked I want my... Endgame, though. It ha- 
Yeah. Brett, you've, <laughs> ne- Brett, you've never sounded more pathetic on this podcast before. I was facetious. My Mario Maker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm red. Let's <laughs> oh. get turned around. I don't know. You know how you know how this podcast do. We've been doing this ninety-seven times. You know how this goes by now. Yeah, we dunk on Sean. Yeah, but then sometimes <laughs> we dunk on you. No. And it doesn't happen often. Look, I'm just Anyways. saying. We can, we, I'm just saying we can dunk on you sometimes. You are dunkable. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes I gotta let people know they be dunkable. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. So calm down. Calm down. Stop your crying. I don't want to hear it anymore. Dunkaroos. Jesus Christ. <laughs> But I want to talk about Marvel movies. No. I was joking. Of course, of course. It's fine. It's fine. I'm not going to see that. But this movie's real good. I really like Midsommar. Okay. There's, it's, it's, it feels more like Hereditary is like, uh, like screws turning on you for the whole movie mm-hmm. type thing. Mm-hmm. Like that's the kind of, that's the movie where like something just uns extremely awful happens like 15 minutes in and then the rest of the movie is just unpacking that and it, things getting worse and worse and worse <laughs> and then this this like the really awful thing happens right at the start but then we go into happy happy sunshine little and that and then it takes takes a while before things start to things start to unravel mm. uh, I, I think I liked it a little more than hereditary because I think it's funnier it feels more like playful like like it's it has a lot of joy and how it's kind of a little bit more overtly schlocky i think mm. uh, which i which i vibe with mm-hmm. uh so i i had a very good time with that i, I don't get excited about new movies very often right so yeah. this this made me this made me happy um there's one other thing um i did finish trails on the sky the third that game's pretty good it's all right oh. it's pretty good all Should right, I take yeah. my headphones off? Um, I'm not going to. I'm not going. <laughs> I'm, I apologize for basically being this huge block that you can't talk about this game right now. Well, I mean, it's it's hard for us to talk about these games regardless, which is why we're basically just going to have to do a spoiler cast spoiler at some point. That at can some be episode point. 100. There you go. The, the, the episode, episode 100, the episode where only like one or two people will want to listen. <laughs> But we'll have a good time, and that's. But we know one person will listen and have a very good time. Yeah, yeah. But 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 yeah, like we can't talk about these games because we value other people's experience with them when we want them to play them as well. Which is why we're gonna have to relegate them to their own spoiler casts, which I've already started talking to people behind the scenes about. So Mm -hmm. you'll be able to blab about these uh, at some point. Yeah, but I have to play. I have to play this. You one. have to play the <laughs> like third, though. That. So that is a that is a requirement. Yeah, um, this is my favorite one. <laughs> it's, okay. Yeah, it's it's. There's a lot of reasons for it to be. Oh, I thought some people thought this one was inessential. Oh, oh no, it's, there, there are people. Blog, there are people really. that think. People. <laughs> there are people that think that way, and those people are wrong. Yeah. No. This this completes Trails in the Sky very thoroughly. 
Yeah. Um, it it is very essential. Mm-hmm. Like every basically, yeah. I think Rhett and I both finished Trails second chapter and had a really good time, but did feel like there were a couple emotional holes to be filled, mm-hmm. basically, because yeah. it, it's very plot, especially in that back half. It it has its big RPG plot to get to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So this, in that, like, and obviously, like, the, the Estelle-Joshua relationship is explored very beautifully. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but this, this fills in the gaps yeah, in, this, in just the way that it needs to. This feel like, this is the game where, like, like the other games do a great job of presenting characters as more than just characters in a video game. This is the game that kind of solidifies all that, where you yeah. kind of have to see these wonderfully written characters as people because they have that kind of warmth behind them. Mm-hmm. And this this is the game that really emphasizes that. Mm-hmm. And there's still a lot of like cool set pieces. Oh, and absolutely, big, and yes. Big, this is a very fun RPG to yeah. play. Yes. So you're not you're not you, I did not leave it wanting for more of that. Um but yeah, this is the best one of my one of my favorite stories ever. So I had an extremely good time with it. Mm. Um yeah, it just it handles like a handful of topics that are really like interesting to me um just it just like even in second chapter i was like okay this is dealing a lot with like gender and trauma (laughs) and i was really feeling that Mm -hmm. and this continues with that and with a handful of other things and this one really blows it wide open like where there's just there's a lot to relate to in this game because these characters are being seen as more than just characters and as people. In a video game. And uh, have a very good birthday dinner, Taylor. Uh, happy birthday once again. Yes, thanks for coming. Thanks for yeah. Thanks for coming on out. Thanks for coming on out. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I said a couple times that this feel this felt one felt like it had like the most weird RPG maker game energy of the three. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can see that. So that was another thing that kind of sort of brought it to the forefront for me. Mm. Um, we'll talk about it more fully later, but I connected very deeply with it. I really loved it. Yeah, yeah. I, I am, I am very. I, I immediately went and downloaded Zero No Kiseki and got <laughs> it running on my computer. Not, not so that I would play it right away, but so it would be ready for me. It's just like was... you know, you're you're checked in now. <laughs> like this yeah, is I'm... an experience you're ready to mm-hmm. go through, start to finish. Yeah, I mean, I kind of knew that after our second chapter already, but yeah, this yeah. this really settles it. I think, I think as a as a as one story, Trails in the Sky is as good as any RPG story, really, like or any game story I've played. I yeah. really love it. Yeah. So I'm excited for more. <laughs> I can't believe there's still so much more. There's that's so much so, more. There's that's what's still so scaring much. me. The length of the Cold Steel game seems ridiculously intimidating, even having gone through two of them now. <laughs> Trail That's Sky the games. That's the thing is that I finished third, and it's like the end of this 150-hour story, <laughs> and I'm like, I, I don't want to go. I'm not ready to leave it yet. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's kind of wild. Yeah. I was, oh, I thought you were going to say, and apparently every Cold Steel game is a 150-hour long journey. No, not not at all. 
I've heard three and four are like a hundred hours long, but three and four are likely probably the longest because those are the ones that have the most that they need. Look, one and two write a lot of checks that need to get cashed. Okay. (laughs) So if three and four need to be long, um, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, we knew there'd be more. Um, yeah, we knew that games, because Eleanor. there's still Ugh. a couple of things that need uh, wrapping up. Uh, a couple more, a couple more arcs, as I understand it. Yeah, clarification. Ugh. It's it's clarification in this larger world they've created. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing. I've played three games now. None of them are like we're just doing setup. All of them are good whole stories in their own right. Mm-hmm. Um. Like, second chapter left me feeling very satisfied. Mm-hmm. Third left me feeling very satisfied. And I'm sure, like, the keep the crossbow games are going to feel great. Uh, it, like, the fact that they can do that basically means they can make this as big as they want. And yeah. I'm still going to be checked in. Yeah. They're yeah. just going to keep making them... It's not that I have to get through all four Cold Steel games to get the payoff. It's I have six more really good <laughs> RPGs to play. It's this amazing gift in my life that I'm very <laughs> thankful for. Yeah, like they're, and they're going to be there as long as you need them yeah. to be there. So there's no rush. They're just, yeah. I just, it just, like I said, it just said it feels like a gift. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling very, I'm feeling very good and warm about it. And I've got all the ease games and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, life is good. I love Falcom. <laughs> Falcom's <laughs> on the so podcast much. now. <clears throat> Falcom cast. Yeah, the Falcom cast. It's so it's so wild. I'm playing Oath now. I was like, I need more. Yeah, that was the transition right there. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. speaking of ease. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what to say too much there. I mean, I'm going to finish it. Um, it's more in that E6 style, which is delicious. Yeah. I uh, knew you'd click with this one based on how much you liked 6. I loved 6. Um, I think, yeah. yeah. This one feels a little bit more close, like video game level I think because the overworld is very small in mm-hmm. comparison mm-hmm. like you don't in 6 the the connective tissue jungle levels were big and kind of in a pretty big maze um, whereas this it is like okay here's the mine and then yeah, two screens pretty- that way here's the big mountain two screens that way which, which is probably um, in part like a result of it pulling directly from E3 yeah. uh, but I still it, it feels great the bosses are better um I, I love the music and the world and all the characters so far. I'm, I'm, it's it's got to be great. It's gotta be, I'm loving it. Every second of it is making me happy. I love Falcom. <laughs> I laughed so much when you posted on Twitter. I'm playing a ease game. I hope I meet a cute girl and explore some ancient ruins. And I'm like, <laughs> does, does he know? <laughs> Just immediately, that's the first thing you get smacked in the face with in that game. <laughs> I'm like, does he know, or is that just actually every East game? Because, I mean, 8 gets there, but it takes, like, it takes 20 hours. It takes a while. Um, <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's it's a pretty good setup for an East game, really. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't mind the, the commonalities and the iteration. Like, right, that, that's, right. That's what I'm here for. I think, um, I think 3rd is definitely my favorite of the of the three for the ways that it shakes things up and just the ways it needs to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's still very much a Falcom game. Mm-hmm. It's still it's still that, and I love that, so I'm having, I'm feeling great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to play more Oath and 
be very happy. I'm just gonna keep playing. I have a spreadsheet with all the Falcom games. I get to just poke it, poke at a bunch of them. Just take like, a bunch good. of stuff off of a list like you enjoy doing. <laughs> I love lists. Oh. I guess while we're on the topic, I hadn't actually finished E's eight when we recorded the last podcast. Mm-hmm. I think I finished it like right after it. That game goes very hard at the end. It's very good. It's real fucking good. Yeah. Good hell. Holy shit. Yeah, like, it's real yeah. good. Huh? That true end route, just in terms of both the emotional I, payoff and like the fights, it's so good. I thought for sure, like, uh, this is the true like they're not going to do another big boss fight for the oh no oh they are. they they're fucking going to goddamn it I, I just I don't want to spoil anything but the things that ate all is fighting in those games <laughs> and then to kind of reset the palette for each new one is so ridiculous <laughs> it's so funny <laughs> like oh okay you killed god in the last game but now we're just going to start off fighting sharks or whatever in the new one <laughs> yeah it's like oh look you beat up a couple of squirrels Alright. Yeah. Those squirrels, if they touch you, they can do twenty five percent of your life now. <laughs> he he gets really tired after those yeah. shipwrecks. I mean, after you beat up God and have a shipwreck, it's kind of yeah. understandable that you're gonna be a little fatigued. He loses his sword. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And his armor. And his levels. <laughs> <laughs> and his confidence in bed. No, he never had any of that. <laughs> I think that's all. I think that my my canon is that is that he cares about Donna and that kind of oh. hamstrings his future romantic connections because he's just like oh yeah, yeah he really I mean, does, there's, like there's, there's just that about it in this one though there's that moment <laughs> like the, there's that opening paragraph about his admiration for Donna and it's really like yep. the first time you've kind of ever seen that kind of characterization and it's just like yep. oh, oh yeah. no like she really means a lot to him. <laughs> Yeah, like that. That made that just kind of instantly made sense to me. Like, okay, okay, yeah. this was, this was a connection. Mm-hmm. I love Ease Eight. I love Ease Eight is so good. It's yeah, a good it's video game. Good. I'm, gonna just, hey. I'm gonna just put it on my game of the year list this year too. <laughs> Comcast. You get you get you have Trails Third, Trails of Cold Steel Third coming out before. Get oh Gotti, yeah, we can, keep, we can keep the streak going. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely, yeah. East 9 will be next year. Uh, that's coming out in September this year in Japan, so that will be next year. God. God. Oh, that one looks cool. Oh, that, Cold Steel looks... 3 for us this year. Yeah, Cold Steel 3 is in September. <laughs> Same week as uh, Contra. Uh, so. <laughs> Wait. Oh. Yeah, it's the same week as... I thought uh, you were going to say East 9. No. Well, I think it is, actually. I think it is, though. Yeah, I think Cold Steel 3 US does come out the same week as East 9 Japan, so... Wild. There's a lot going on in September. Yep. I'm pretty sure I'll be all caught up for Cold Steel 4, which is... Oh, absolutely. Yeah, shouldn't be a problem. Uh, (laughs) I was kind of telling myself, "Mm, after 3rd, I think I'm good for a bit. Let's see if Cold Steel 4 gets localized. Yeah, the, the fact that three is getting localized—that's good. Yeah, it's a good I mean, sign. But if you want, if you feel like dunk, ducking out after third, you can do that because the games are very good in whole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you, there's no, there's every every step is an exit. At least like probably hours and I imagine hours an exit point. Mm-hmm. Cold Steel Two is an exit point. Like the prologue <laughs> games, yeah. 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 All right, Holly. Yo. What have you been up to? I finished Dragon Quest Eleven. Oh, did it finally, did it finally perfectly connect with you, and everything started to make sense? Absolutely. 
Oh, not. I'm so glad to hear. Absolutely not. No, that god. game's that game's fucking boring. <laughs> I so guess. I god, man, like. You know, if you just play like forty hours more, then it'll. Yeah, I, I guess that's what I got to do, right? Is I got to just play that all of that content at the end of the game, which I, I I've read requires a lot more grinding and quote unquote enjoying that battle system more than <laughs> I really care to engage with it any longer. Mm-hmm. I mean, no one can say you didn't give this game a shot, given that you literally finished it. Yeah, I literally finished it. I got the first set of credits, and I don't see a point of pursuing the second set of credits because just like man the more i played that game the more it was just like boy you really just love making everything as tedious and <laughs> annoying as possible don't you because i had i had quick travel for a long time and then the thing happens and then you took away all my quick travel points uh... to make me to make me traverse the entire fucking map again <laughs> just so Sorry i can get that. those quick travel points back boy you didn't do that on fucking oh. purpose, did you, video game? That wasn't just a way to pad your game out another 20 hours. Like, man. That's, I think Ease 8 does that at one point, but it didn't bug me at all because it's for a good reason. Yeah, and it's just like, I guess it's a good reason in Dragon Quest Eleven as well. But, but this when is, you're done with that game, But yeah. this is a game that is already pushing it in terms of being tedious. Whereas mm. East 8 is like, oh, there's a lot of, you know, modern day comforts with this game. Whereas Dragon Quest Eleven is, hey, I'm still a Nintendo game. Pretend I'm still a Nintendo game with my terrible UI. You won't have to pretend any longer when it comes out on Switch in September. Yeah, and then it'll get tens across the board all over again, and I still <laughs> won't they understand. The music. Yeah, they, like that'll be the thing. It's like, well, now it's at least got the music, the boring orchestrated music that's really no different, except now it's got higher fidelity and it's more boring. Imagine if they actually did add so- add something like turbo mode. <laughs> I think they are. They are. I think they are adding a turbo no. mode. I think they are adding oh, no. a turbo mode to fighting at least. So. Yeah, that game needed a turbo mode because man, I wanted so much of it to be done so quickly, and it would man, it's like no, nah, I'm gonna take my time. Just gonna keep taking my time, and then I'm gonna take away one of the reasons that you really liked playing this game, so that's gone later. <laughs> like, <Aww. ugh. laughs> oh man, man, just like by the time I got to the end of that, I felt nothing. It was just like, alright, that's the final boss. We're done. I'm done. I just alt f forward. I was done. <laughs> I, I went and, and you I, liked 8, right? I loved 8! Okay, so it's like, not like you have it out for the series. I don't have it out for this series or anything at all. It's just 8 is really good at disguising the ways in which it is clunky, whereas 11 <laughs> is like, hey, I'm wearing all this clunkiness and awfulness and boringness on my sleeve. <laughs> Check it out. No, none of my characters are good at all, but I'm going to pretend they are. <laughs> I've got a real charming look about me. Everybody's going to fall in love with that and mistake me for a good game. Uh, everyone loves visuals so much. Yeah. That's... In general, visuals are everything in games. Yeah, like if you're charming... How do, that, you, how do you think... How the fuck do you think 11 is way less padded than 8? How the fuck? Get on this Skype call right now and <laughs> tell me how. 
Also, Tom, Tom, quick question. There's also White Witch we have to play sometime. Are you saying Nino Cooney? Because I yeah. played Nino Cooney. I don't want to play more Nino Cooney ever. I'm good. Speaking of level five. <gasps> Man. I, I will admit that the end of eight is long, but it didn't, like, I still think that it felt like it had purpose. Whereas mm -hmm. when I when I got halfway through the end of eleven, it was just like, dog, please stop, stop making me stop the story for <laughs> you to do these things that aren't emotionally engaging in the least. You are doing this because it is a trope, and you think you have to, but you don't. You can speed this along quite well. <laughs> Thank you, Zach. Yes, very appropriate. Oh, prophecy of the prophecy of the moonlight witch. <clears throat> it was moonlight. That's that's right. We were, I was confused. Legend of Heroes two. Okay. Legend of Heroes three. Two two has no fan translation. There's no way to play it. Oh, two is the moonlight witch. I see. No, oh. three is moonlight witch. Two. That's not no. Wait. <laughs> yeah. Three but is anyway, all, all I'm trying to say is Dragon <laughs> Quest eleven is boring, and I don't know why people like it at all. Cool. Like I, man, like, uh, I, that so, game I feel had... so bad because you, you truly tried. I tried. Really, you didn't even just try. Hard. You did beat it. I beat yeah. it. Like you I, believed in it. That's I what believed is enough. The down. I was like, bled for it. I bled for this. Yeah. This is like getting to the end of Trail's second chapter and being like, oh, I kind of hated that. Like, you believed so much that yeah. it would pick up. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. How the time wise, that about works out. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I still think you did a good job, Polly. I, man, just... And this is one of those games where, I, like, when I see people talk about liking it, it legit makes me angry. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't happen to me a lot, either. Like, oh, I, I don't I usually give that much of a fuck, but when I uh -huh. see people praising this game in the ways that they praise it, it drives me up the fucking wall for some reason. <laughs> So, like, yeah, this is one of those very few instances where I turn into that internet person that is literally like, no, your opinion on this is literally fucking wrong. <laughs> I can't find it now, but I already showed you that forum post that was like, I found E8 to be very boring. I dropped it after a few hours. Anyways, RPG of the generation goes to Dragon Quest. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> saw that, too. I saw that. Was very like, angry. Oh, my God. The anti-poly. <laughs> oh my god! I'm probably I'm probably replaying five next. That's probably my. I'm probably next never touching another <laughs> Dragon Quest game in my entire life. Oh, but Builders too. I don't know. <laughs> I I still fucking love because I played I played through one, two, and three. Replayed one and two and played three um, two years ago, and then did four last year. So now I get to replay five, and I, I love those games. And then there's this one, which is twenty years later. By how mostly long are those though? Like. 20 to 30 hours like okay. and then one and two are like five to 15 yeah, oh, yeah I, put, I put short i it? put 50 into this for the not really ending uh-huh god and then there, there's like a, a scene that you can do after the credits and i did that and i was just like all right that's good that's my ending because i don't need to see any more it's like that's mm -hmm. a good enough closure for me. I don't care if there's forty more hours of grinding to do. I ain't fucking doing it. <laughs> Not even yeah. with cheat engine. I ain't gonna do it. Because believe me, somebody offered me. Somebody was like, "Hey, I've got a whole cheat table here. I could give you." <laughs> oh man! And I was just Come like, on. "Uh, nah, ain't happening. Nah, dog, ain't touching it." I 
I believe you this time, but every time something like this has happened, you've gone back and done it. Like <laughs> with Xeno <laughs> Gears 2 and then with Trails 0. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Probably. Mm-hmm. This is this is not this is not the time this that that is happening. This is not this time. It's not. No, this game literally just offends me in ways that I can't even describe because I literally can't stand. Like people enjoying this game makes me mad, and I don't fucking know why. Because I literally don't care most of the time about what other people's opinions are. It's like, yo, dog, enjoy your thing. Whereas my brain literally cannot wrap itself around the idea of, what do you fucking see in this game, you idiot? I was like, oh, <laughs> that's what my like brain that. does, and that's why, after this episode, I can never talk about Dragon Quest Eleven again. Like, it has to be sealed up in a little time capsule, put in a box... <laughs> Excised. It has to be jettisoned into space. I can never be around Dragon Quest Eleven again because it will turn me into that person. Mm-hmm. Which, which of course we don't enjoy or think is funny at all. So we definitely don't want to. <laughs> exactly. It'll never come up again. No one will ever reference it again. I swear, like, but. We swear on this day that no one in chat <laughs> or on this podcast will ever bring up Dragon Quest Eleven again. And if someone does, it'll be very naughty of them, and we'll wave our <laughs> finger at them. So don't do it. You get the finger wag there. You let no, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. Yeah. So every Dragon Quest I've finished has been under thirty hours, and like then I have like six on my shelf, and it's like uh, Google how long to beat. It's like oh, forty hours. Mm. That seems like a long time. You get all up on seven, man. Where do you get the Where do you get yeah. to the hour count on that one? I'll, pro- I'll probably replay five and then buy the 3ds of eight and mm. then play that one since that's the last like very appreciated one I haven't played. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. People seem to really appreciate eleven in ways that I don't understand. <laughs> all right. Okay, Polly. Yo. Doing the post game of Dragon Quest eleven or playing all of Final Fantasy fifteen. I would play all of Final Fantasy 15. That's probably way shorter. That game and it's probably way shorter, shorter yeah. Like, I could probably mainline all of Final Fantasy 15 very quickly. At 25 hours, probably. Yeah. Alright, Final Fantasy 15's combat versus Dragon Quest XI's combat in a vacuum. Oh, Jesus. What do you even, like, can you even I call? Can you even call Final Fantasy 15's combat <laughs> combat at all? It's just like... Like, well, I even, like that game, even, and I agree. Even Kingdom Hearts combat is more focused. And that's what they were trying to go for with that garbage. Is they were trying to, like, make a weird mimic of Kingdom Hearts combat, but they fucked it up. They, they really fucked did. it up. They fucked it up real bad. Okay, but oh, the combat God. in 15 is funny because you can cast fireballs that hit your party members and they just start screaming. Yeah, it's real <laughs> dumb. Like, that's what, that's one of those points in, of where I checked out of Final Fantasy 15 when I saw that magic was actually, like, you could do team I, damage. I was like, all right, you know what? I'm done with this crap. I, I literally never gave a shit and just would just nuke everybody. <laughs> I gave that copy away. I gave my copy of Final Fantasy XV away. You know, if you love something, set it free. If you love something, <laughs> set it free. Yeah, like, I, I bought some... Oh, like, I had to pick up uh, an NES Classic for somebody because they couldn't get it in their area. So I did that, and, and then I put the copy of Final Fantasy XV in with it when I sent it to them. 
<laughs> and they were real confused. Nah, they knew it was coming, but it was just like, Uh-oh. I don't think they cared or wanted it, but it was just like, I, I don't want this <laughs> on my shelf anymore. They put it next to their copy of Alundra 2. <laughs> don't worry. There's not going to be a Dragon Quest twelve or Final Fantasy sixteen for another 10 years, so... I think Square's already said that they are recruiting for Dragon Quest twelve, but that's really all that's going... And it's going to be next-gen only, so, yeah, it's going to be a while. Closer than Final Fantasy Hey, you know what? I would play play Kingdom Hearts 3 instead. I would play Kingdom Hearts. It's 20 bucks now. It's like, that game plummeted in price real fast. It's like Endgame. Everybody got it the first weekend, and then yeah, literally, like it, it was like two weeks later that game was down to like forty nine, and then thirty nine, and then it's like, like Japanese prices where yeah, you know, like and in March it was like it, in March it was like here you can get this for twenty six thirty two. It's like what the fuck, man. At least it sounds like it was a fairly nice little capstone for that that arc, that shown in tournament that shown in arc. <laughs> Yeah, because it's definitely not the end. Is all I really know. I mean, it's the end of that that of the that arc. Yeah, yeah. Saga. So that's that's my Xenohort saga. Xenohort. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's the new game from Monosoft. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, Rhett. Hi. I think I I don't really have much else. I don't I don't know how much Polly oh, has. Oh. This is I think this is yours. Well, this is I, your time to no, shine. It's my time to shine. Uh, okay, so this is a good transition that I think we can work everything into this. All right. I watched right. some, watch, watch some anime. Anime? I know what that anime. is. Those are Chinese cartoons, right? No, they're Japanese, actually. Oh, nice right, 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 right. Close enough. I was close. Yeah. Um, I wa- So the other day I was like, oh, right, Attack on Titan. I think season three is finally over. Oh, hey, I'll yeah. watch that. And then I proceeded to watch nine out of ten episodes <laughs> on, on July 4th. Uh-huh. The most American thing you can do. Yeah. yeah. What else would you do on the, the most American of holidays? Yeah. So I don't think I talked. So season three, they did a really kind of weird thing where they released 12 episodes and called that season three part one. And mm-hmm. then re- they released half a year later did season three part two ten more episodes mm-hmm. so right. i don't think i ever actually talked about season three part one which i also watched in about a day <laughs> like when i go with with this show it's just the way it is structured and the way it flows you tend to you go gotta, ham on it you kind of have go to fucking hard because that is just the pace and the intensity of yeah, the show i remember that but very strongly <clears throat> in the first season i remember people when season one was airing like week to week people losing their goddamn minds at some of the pacing <laughs> because <laughs> not enough was happening week to week mm. but when you watch like three episodes in a row it seems fine oh, yeah right, that was my right. experience but like i just remember like is aaron still pushing the boulder yep he's still pushing the boulder <laughs> for the third episode or something like that <laughs> but like when you when you marathon these things it, it works so well mm. but i don't think i actually brought up season three part one on here because i was kind of disappointed by it Ooh. because the story starts going in some increasingly weird directions mm-hmm. and then so they, they kind of do a thing and then the back part of that season is just we're setting up for the thing oh boy are we setting up for the thing 
oh my god, you guys, in the next episode, we're finally going to do the thing. Anyway, see you in six months. Son um, of a bitch! Yeah. So, season three, part two. <laughs> it fucking delivers. Oh, <laughs> if I, okay, I was, I'm, I was waiting for, like, we're going to spend the entire season building no. up to the thing again. Oh, no, they just, it just, it starts immediately. Like, <laughs> they literally just, okay, we're going to do the thing, cut. <laughs> This is so season three part two is just uh, the thing in the aftermath. A th- yeah, that's pretty much it. It's a thing, and but not even just aftermath. It is, it is finally laying it all out there. It is all answers and all questions and all lore being revealed. Oh, that's in pretty awesome. Kind of a crazy fucking way, and it is just like, oh, oh, oh my god, so much stuff from the previous two seasons mm-hmm. makes sense now and this has all been set up from the very beginning and oh my god like people losing their minds and how much like everything is paying off basically yeah like this is a series that i kind of told myself like i'm not yeah. gonna watch this until we are near the end or it is concluded like this we is are one, near the end yeah this is one where i kind of like i need to i need to inject all of this into my veins yeah. at the same time mm-hmm. i was yeah con- <laughs> I really liked season two because of one of the character relationships, but like, I again, I saw people complaining that season two was too slow paced, which I don't agree with because I marathoned it. Mm-hmm. But like, season three did maybe start to falter a bit, and then totally just won everyone back with this one. Mm, cool, that's awesome. Because I I was reading a forum thread of like, so what did what did you think of Attack on Titan season three part two? And it was just like the most universal praise I've ever seen of like anything ever. Yeah, it's like. <laughs> You have to go, you'd have to go look for like disappearance of Haruhi Suzumiya <laughs> to find equal yeah. kind of like reverence for this thing. Yeah, but like people saying like, "Hey, if everybody was who was disappointed with Game of Thrones, it turns out they should have been watching Attack on Titan <laughs> for a show that for a show that pays off the world building it's been setting up for the last six years." Oh wow! Because season one was like 2013. It's crazy how long the wait for season two was. Wow, yeah, that's been a while. Can I just start with season two, though? Like, I don't... I probably can just jump in. I know it's been five years, but I probably can't just jump in. It's fine. I think... the Yeah, season one didn't really leave a lot of questions in the uh, air. It just kind of ended with a big fight, and you're like, oh, cool. And then I think season two probably is a good place to jump in, but, like... Stuff starts to get a bit weird, and then... Mm-hmm. I, I feel really like crazy. I still remember season one like pretty clearly as the weird thing. I mean, season, I, again, like, it's really hard to talk about without spoiling much, uh-huh. but season three is very much the most straightforward one by far. Cool. Like, there's very little like complexity and behind the scenes maneuvering and politics involved, whereas it start that starts to get way more prevalent in season three. Mm-hmm. But then, yeah, the fact that they just kind of paid everything off in this, and it's no longer about backstory or lore it's just well what's going to happen next cool and that's what i don't know and I, you know manga people who people have read the manga try to be really quiet and clever about this but it's like sounds like shit's also about to get really buck wild again <laughs> and then and the next season is supposed to be the last one right they're calling the next one attack on titan the final season <laughs> oh that's that's real good Cool. But so there's two thing there's one 
one or two big things about that that are worrying people, though, uh, mm-hmm. is that apparently the studio that has done the show up to this point is out. Oh! Mm-hmm. oh that That's is a big rough. loss. Mm-hmm. Apparently they weren't being paid, like, obviously what they wanted for having such a big show. Oh, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know who's going to be doing the next one, but it definitely seems like they're out at this point because they're already moving on. Also, the next Attack on Titan season, the final season, is going to air in fall 2020. Oh, okay. Okay, okay, okay. So, which means it'll end by, like, January 2021. That's, I mean, that's kind of what you expect for a show. Yeah. Something this complicated and big. Uh, yeah. So now I'm just like, okay, so at the start of next year, or maybe even like in November this year, mm-hmm. I'll just start watching one episode a week, because mm. <laughs> we're already up to like 59 episodes or something, Yeah, maybe mm-hmm. a few more. So if I just base it out and just rewatch the whole show one, at a, one episode at a week, mm. and finish. That would and then keep just, the hype up. Yeah. That would, because then, because I, so again, based on information gained from the end of the season... I really want to watch the whole thing again now because mm. so much more shit's going to make sense. They just kind yeah. of like see like where you started and how we yeah. got to where we are and now how things make a lot of fucking sense. Just, yeah. There's so much to this show that just seemed like it was kind of random pulling and they have tied it all together. The last couple episodes of the season are just characters drawing lines together and going okay this is why this happened you know like <laughs> we're we're being so explicitly like putting the pieces together for you yeah 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 because especially cool. stuff from season two that i didn't quite remember is just like oh okay here's here's what this what that meant for you mm-hmm. and then so that this isn't really a spoiler there's also this very funny moment i want to talk about so, I think the Japanese name of the show is Shingeki no Kyojin. Mm-hmm. Okay. They title drop it. They have Eren kind of standing stoically, looking at his hand, and he says, Shingeki no Kyojin. <laughs> and, and, like, why he's saying that makes sense, and it's this really cool moment. <laughs> and... You, you cut out there. You cut out there. Oh, shit. Okay, what, what's the last thing I said? He And he says, but but they say, he says, Shigeki Yokyojin, it's a very cool moment, and then... Oh, okay, and then the other characters just start laughing at him. Oh, wow. <laughs> one, one character is just like, what was that? <laughs> Shigeki no Kyojin. That's what you sound like, you 15-year-old. And, like, everybody starts dunking on him. It's oh, really wow. Funny. <laughs> so, like, they lampshade the title drop, even though it actually was a pretty good one. That's, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Cool. You uh, fucking so dork. Now, yeah, they're, like, yeah, kind of playing him as, like, a chuny or something, like, delusional, like, I don't know. That's real good. I, I, God, I wonder where this series goes now, though. Just like in terms of, I think, I think it goes end uh, of Evangelion from here. I don't know. Like, I think it I has to. Like it, it sounds like what that's yeah. what they've built to. The show does a lot of like moralizing about war, and I have heard kind of 
grumblings about the author's actual political views. I oh, just wonder yeah. how much of that is bleeding into the work. Yeah, I've, I've heard some real grody stuff about the politics of that yeah. show, maybe espousing, and yeah. Just but, like, it seems fine in the show itself, so I'm just not, like... It's almost like our people are taking away what they want to see. Yeah, like, see that can also like be a, a thing. Like, yeah. a show were, that is, like... I started yeah. to get like I started to get like pretty annoyed about it because it was felt so overpowering. And it was all from folks that weren't actually watching the show. So yeah, like, that's the other thing, that's and, thing and why happens. I didn't pay that yeah. much attention is that the people I heard talking about it didn't even watch the show or read the manga. So yeah, so I was just yeah. like, started to feel fucking discourse, boil boy. Started to feel tedious to me. So I'm just gonna really, watch the show and hopefully really, have a good time. Really love discourse. Oh, uh, okay. One quick last thing about this show: one of the episodes in the season, they set up a trolley problem. Huh. Yes, John, John knows what I mean, and it is just like up there with one of the most heart wrenching episodes of a show I've ever seen, mm. where they they disagree on the solution and oh. are very very angry about it. And I've I've never heard voice actors scream like this in anything ever. Mm. Oh, like excited about this now. Kind of some of that like good raw emotion you hear spill oh. out of somebody, and it's like, oh god, that sounds a little too real. Kind of like like that one Higurashi episode where Satoko's getting the shit beat out of her, and it sounds like it's... real child abuse. <laughs> and it's like, oh, okay, that, I, mean, I can't really watch that. That sounds way this, too real. I mean, this is like on the same level where it sounds like, okay, and then they just murdered someone in, vo in front of the voice actor and they started screaming, like, and they recorded it. Like, yeah. that's what it sounds like. <laughs> that kind of stuff. That's it's the just characters just losing their fucking shit. And it's, just, it's super uncomfortable. I was like crying the whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> so that show might actually be very good in the end all. Mm, cool. After being kind of touch and go basically yeah it's yeah. like okay you set up something good here let's see how this goes and then oh we're gonna wait like five years for the second season and kind of lose all that momentum mm -hmm. uh i watched one more anime real quick mm -hmm. i just watched the fourth nanaha movie mm. which was part two of what the previous one again movie three part two basically oh because <laughs> that was Movie three just ended with a new character appearing and Nanaha like pointing her magic gun at her, and then it and then like ends, and I'm you're like, gonna be my friend soon. <laughs> and oh, then it just ends, and I'm like, wait, what? Oh, it's a oh my yes, god, it's a two-parter. <laughs> so this movie just literally starts off right where the last one left off, and it's just action the pretty relentlessly. Oh, well, hey, that's what, that's kind of what you want for those that's big budget movies, though, yeah. right? Yeah. Let's be honest. So, like, I was kind of not feeling this one for the first, like, 20 minutes or so, because it's just, I've lost the momentum and kind of the yeah, plot. Yeah, like, you the haven't one, really, yeah. And they're just shooting lasers at each other, and then pretty much all of the plot happens in flashbacks, which is also not great. <sighs> but then, you know, it did it did win me over by the end, mm. and, and Nanaha goes to space, which is cool. Well, well, okay, well, it's, like, instant ret-like, then. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay, the final boss is in the stratosphere and she has to go fly up to space now. And it, automatic. Thumbs up. Yeah. <laughs> and then they do a thing at the end that I really didn't expect and I still ended up crying a bunch. 
<laughs> I need to watch the second season. It's real good. Yeah. Nanoha Ace is real good. Mm-hmm. Because I got... I uh, first one really came around on me, so... Yeah. That's the that weird thing like about the time. movies, is that the first movie is just a remake of the first series that cuts out, like... The bullshit. The, first, the bullshit. <laughs> but then, which is basically, like, literally episodes two through six or something. Yeah, it's yeah. a lot. But then the second movie is a remake of A's. Which is good. But, which is good, so there's way less to actually fix. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of like... So they ended up cutting... They have to the cut good the good stuff to make they it... Cut mo- a lot. Yeah, to make it a movie. Yeah, to make it a two-hour movie. And so I wasn't as into that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm but just going to watch the series. It'll be fine. Yeah, But then movies three and four are just original stuff. Mm. And, it gets and those, are the, those are the recent ones, right? Yeah. Yeah, because there's like, apparently there's two timelines now. There's the movie timeline and the <laughs> regular timeline. Because uh, like, se- like season three was really not good. So no. I kind of prefer the movie. <laughs> so then there's the movie timeline. It's just like, okay, what if we just kept them as, you know, little girls for a little bit longer? Yeah. Oh, I played something really yeah that'll bring the mood up. I'm gonna really yeah, actually yeah. yeah, Polly. Let me throw it back to you. What's the first hour of <laughs> Super Neptunia RPG like? <laughs> I would rather endure thirteen root canals at once. <sighs> Man, the first hour and a half of that game is real fucking bad, and I don't want to play any more of it. But you apparently did. I know, and Ashley's playing through it now too, and had the same complaint as I did of like. Wow, this game starts like fucking horribly, but it picks up after that. Man, you know, it's never... like where I go. got where I got to. Literally, everything was like, "Here's bad story, and everything oh, yeah. is a fetch quest." And man, I don't want to no. do any of this. The start of that game is like the worst I've ever seen. It's so miserable. It is just the platforming feels real awful, which oh, you just kind of get used to after a while. It's terrible. The setting is weird because it's like you're in Lay Station and it's just like, no, no I'm just kind of in this desert town. Yeah, like this doesn't, this isn't, this doesn't, this doesn't remind me of game industry yeah. in any way. And like the story at the very start is just Neptune basically accidentally falling in with the villains mm-hmm. who are a bunch of neo Nazis. Yeah, and it's just <laughs> it, so it's just really confusing. And then her joke is like. Oh, but they promised to be snacks. I want some snacks. Like, <laughs> it's really weird. The, like, they don't. Neptune would defect just for pudding. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like the jump is so weird where it just it feels stuttery and awful. It's so weird in that it feels like shit. Mm. <laughs> I just, but like the way they were like focusing on the jump and like this being a 2d side view game yeah they were real into that and then but that part of the game just feels real awful to engage with it's like you know how in like something like earthworm gym it's kind of hard to tell which is an up path and which is a down path yeah guess what i got lost for 30 minutes not figuring out this is like a super worse version of that basically this game was telling me like hey go to the guild and i'm like how do i get to the guild and then 
I'm running around this town and cannot find the guild for 30 minutes, and somebody says, hey, what if you press up trying to and try to go up that hill? It's like, well, I can't. What if you jump and, pr- and press up to go uh, up that hill? Oh, I can jump and press <laughs> up and go up that fucking hill, and that's where the guild is. Thanks, video game, you piece easy. of shit. At that easy. point, I was ready to just say fuck it. <laughs> I... Uh. I, can't, I just can't imagine a game that eventually gets better like this one kind of does starts so terribly. Oh, the start no, is so bad. It's so bad. And no one was like, we really probably got to polish up this first hour here. Well, yeah, like, if anything is usually good about a Neptune game... game and even in Neptune, a lot okay. of Neptune games yeah. have that first hour where they kind of pull you in. They, mm-hmm. they they have the comedy. They have the they, the world building. They're setting you up. Like Mega Dimension has a great first hour. Oh yeah. Like Rebirth Three has a great first hour, and then it's just like this game's first hour is literal trash. It's so bad. <laughs> and yeah, you know how in uh, well obviously Trails is a good example of NPCs that feel alive and like people. Mm-hmm. And then there's a Wander song where none of the dialogue will ever repeat, so yep. mm-hmm. they feel like actual people actual and characters. People. Yeah, this is this game is the literal opposite of that. Like every NPC where, is just a fetch quest provider. Every NPC is either a fetch quest or a quest objective, or just a signpost. Yep. Like there's just a dude who stands in front of the armor shop, going, "This is the armor this shop." This is the armor and shop, he, and that's all he'll ever say. God. Instead of just putting a literal signpost that says armor shop yeah. and just make it interact in the same way. <laughs> tons of, tons, so this is one problem that never gets better in the game. Tons of NPCs, if you finish their quest or their quest objective, if they don't have anything to say, it just goes dot, dot, dot. Yeah, I noticed that just in the first hour. So, like, with the first time it happens, you just think that's that one character's deals that they won't talk to you. No, they just didn't have anything. They just didn't have anything for that moment. Like, they didn't go back in and put in flavor text or something. Like, I remember playing... uh, It really is, like... Like, when Cosmic Star Heroin came out, that game had a few NPCs where it was just, like, you would talk to them during certain points of certain quests or something, and it would just say quest dialogue in brackets because <laughs> they forgot to put it in. That's oh, what this man. feels like, where every time there's an ellipsis response, they yeah. just forgot to go back and write text for that. But there's so many at a point where it's just like, no, they just they gave up. Because <laughs> like you'll finish a quest for a person and then talk to them again, it just goes dot, dot, dot. Like That's... they are just on an NPC. Like, that is... So you shouldn't even be able to talk to them at that point. That is so or ridiculous. Like, if a character becomes a quest objective later, but you haven't taken their quest yet, and they'll just be like standing there, dot, dot, dot. But it's even worse because when you talk to them, they'll say in Japanese, like, you know, konnichiwa, and like, but then the text is just dot, dot, dot. So that's really bad, and that never gets that, better. That's. Wow. What, what gets better is that they kind of. They, le- they lessen up on the quest significantly later in the game. I would which hope is so, because that's bad. literally like. Man, you run into so many quests and get bogged down with so many in that first hour. It's ridiculous. Because, see, I tried to to play it again. After I streamed that first hour, I tried to play it again from where I stopped. And I got another 20 minutes in, and it was just like, stop giving me quests! Stop! (laughs) 
I still first, never first found out. I still never found out where the PlayStation outskirts were. Uh, yeah, you have to go out of the town eventually and go through the dungeon or well, the I outside went, area. I went through that area, but I had never found the outskirts, so I was just like, "Fuck it, I'm done. Uninstall. Yeah. This is this is it." <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. The other thing is that, like, that first outside area just has this kind of quiet piano music, <laughs> and it's just it's just a bad mood setter for the yeah. start of an adventure. Yeah. yeah. It's so not good at all. Everything, it feels extremely, like, low-budget, like, oh, one yeah. person doodling a MIDI, basically. It, it yeah. made me think of um, a couple, handful, like, Flash games that, like... Yeah. Like, I, I remember there's a specific Red Supre of, like, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> like, I, I remember this. So the other thing that's also super bad about the first hour that gets better is the combat. Okay. Because the combat in the first hour is basically non-existent because you only have one character. Yeah. Yeah. And this is doing kind of a Valkyrie profile thing where the four face buttons on your controller correspond to each character. Mm -hmm. But when you've only got one character in your party, you literally can only use one attack and press X to use it. Yeah. So it's it's just pressing attack for like the first, you know hour or two until you get another mm. character and then they leave and then you go back to solo for a bit and then you finally get Blonde and Noir at the same time and hey there's an actual combat system here because <laughs> so eventually funny. so how it works eventually is that like when Neptune is in the front they're all in power stance and then when Noir is in the front they're in magic stance and you can set different attacks to each stance mm-hmm and you kind of rotate them around depending on what you want to do. And most of the time, you just want to spam your strongest attack, but there, like, there's an attempt at a battle system, but for that first hour, it's just, it's nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. It's just, and, like, using items feels horribly... Because <laughs> there's no delay on items, but the menu, the menus and shit are just so, again, aggressively awful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which, again, doesn't really get better. You just kind of get used to it. And once you have more party members and, like, there's stuff to fill the menus out with, it starts making more sense. It's just... It's a very rough game. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the yeah. story kind of never really... I mean... <laughs> okay, obviously the story picks up from the first hour where she falls in with a bunch of neo-Nazis. <laughs> right, like, right. It picks up better from there, but then it's, it's still a very kind of standard, unsurprising story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But there's one, like, hour of this game that I actually loved because everything clicked at once. Mm. Because, like, five things had to go right at once. And I was like, oh, no, is this game actually super good? And then it kind of started getting worse again after that. (laughs) (laughs) The one part of the game where they really focused. So here's what happened. You So it's a Neptunia game. Yeah. It's a Neptunia game. There's four nations, and the fourth one you go to is Planet Neptune. Mm-hmm. And there's no town in that one. So okay. the big benefit there is that that means there's no NPCs to give you fetch quests. Thank God. So the game starts... Fuck. You're cutting out again. The game starts... I think your mic's dead, dog. Oh, no. Um, Hello. Right, there you are. Yeah, okay, hear me again. I can hear you now. The game starts. Okay, so the game... 
I don't even remember where, where I was, so I'm just going to move ahead. Uh, you get the double jump. So jumping feels a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Good. And there's no fetch quest because there's no town, and that feels better. Mm-hmm. And then I found one NPC just hanging out, which is a weapon shop, and I bought a weapon for Noir that was, like, cost all my money, <laughs> but, it had, but it had, like, one of the later game spells on it, and she just started one-shotting everything Ouch. by, like three times like she was doing like 3000 damage to enemies that had like 700 hp that's crazy <laughs> so uh damage or the combat got out got out of the way for a few hours mm-hmm. which was a plus for this game right right <laughs> so so like okay the game feels better to play because i have the double jump there's no dumb fetch quest and the combat's gone everything's going right <laughs> This is this is what it took to make this game feel good for about an hour, and then you find out oh there is a town in Planet Neptune. It's under the water, so I like underwater areas. Mm-hmm. And so you, you do a little quest to get underwater breathing equipment, and there's a dumb joke with a mermaid that John would probably like. Aww. And then you go underwater, and it's really pretty down there. And then in the distance, you see a high tech looking city, mm. and you see that kind of iconic Planet Neptune tower. Mm. And then Neptune goes. And Neptune goes completely silent because her mic broke. <laughs> Some of the timing on the on those cutouts is that's so funny. perfect. That's so perfect. And then Neptune goes. I'm so mad. God damn it! I there did you a are. impression there. What did Neptune going. go? How did Neptune go? She said something makes her heart feel sad when she looks at that building in the distance. Aww. Aww. So I am desperately wanting this game to be connected to the others. Right. Uh, and I'm wondering what the hell has happened to this world for Planet Neptune to be underwater. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of never really pay this off. Uh, See, like, I thought the whole Chrome, Chrome, whatever her name thing is, was going to kind of tie it back around to Rebirth 1, but apparently... I really did, too! But apparently that's not what they do. Everyone's just calling her R4R anyways, even though that just... Spoilers, it doesn't happen in the game. That makes me very angry, because then it's just like, we're just reusing this design because... Oh, yeah, I mean, it's you fine. Will... She's a good character, and they, but like, there's no explicit connections, really. Ah. But for some reason, there's an implication that things happened in the past and went to shit, and that's why you know they lost yeah. their memories and the towns are underwater. Mm-hmm. But they just, oh, but for one hour the intrigue is so good, and then they don't really finish it. They just drop the entire ball. Yeah, and then it just becomes about this one character that they keep calling the loli. Oh, oh joy. Because she's flat. She represents 2D games. Uh-huh. Ha, ha. It's funny. It? I get it. I get <laughs> Boob, boobs. I bet there's ver- oh, and then vert it boob ends jokes. With, it ends with, like, the most boob jokes they've ever had in the series because it ends with the hot spring. Oh, fucking <laughs> course. Guys, you think Neptunia so, kind of might be seeing the end here? <laughs> I I need to stop giving a shit about these spinoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think like this the spinoffs like are kind of like like this is like you, the most invested I feel I've ever been in in a spinoff. Like I tried to get uh-huh. an interview with Idea Factory about this game. I, I, I'm starting to understand now why they didn't want to talk to me. That. 
starting to understand now why they didn't want to talk to me. It's because, oh, maybe because your game's really fucking bad. Yeah, but you wouldn't know. You wouldn't have known that. I wouldn't have known that. You could have. You had a platform. Could have come on. You could have talked about how great it was. Then you took my questions and gave them to somebody else <laughs> on another website. Oh, gee. Oh, whoops. It's probably not professional to say things like that on a podcast, is it? <laughs> Whoop. Wow. I'm never getting yeah. an interview again. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. We hide all the we hide all the unprofessional stuff in the three hours of podcasts. So yeah, finds yeah. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Actually. So they can be very bored about me talking about Evangelion and skip over it. <laughs> no. I wasn't bored. I just with it, with Evangelion I, it's like it's like I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Let's drop it. No, I, I thought you were building to something. That's why I wasn't saying much. Right. Yeah, I, I don't really have That's one in and particular it, and where it's I been really like wanted to years. Where I really that's one in particular I really wanted to just listen because that's a lot of kind mm. of fraught subject material and I didn't want to be like well here's my take on the thing I saw six yeah. years ago. Jetstorm's asking about Dragonstar Varner which is the new Idea Factory joint. Uh, I know mm-hmm. After 5 has it and he says there are good things about it but it's a game where he feels even he, somebody who loves outfitting his characters and stuff he feels like that game is way too dependent on you having to constantly keep re-evaluating mm-hmm. your character setups and menus and shit and he says it just kind of he says it grinds it to a halt so yeah you do have to do a lot of that in trails <laughs> yeah but oh, it's I, fun I love- but it's fun it, it's good it's good but it this is like a, apparently but... a a battle to battle thing where like oh, he geez. feels like he needs to continuously be changing things from battle to battle so yeah it's like paradigm shifts except it takes 10 minutes <laughs> like, well paradigms are pretty easy to set up mm-hmm no, I meant like shifting paradigms mid battle. Except you actually have to go into the yeah, menu sure. and build a separate build. Everything. Oh, right, right, right. Cool. I spent so long in Neptunia just tweaking my gear, and that game got super easy. So like, I never really needed to. Oh wow! Yeah. Because like, so early on, like the first boss, they tell you like, oh, when this meter is full, you can do a break attack. <laughs> and, and then they don't tell you what button to push. Yeah, that's real smart. <laughs> so. And it's clicking in the left stick, so I literally never did it till like an hour from the end of the game. Oh wow! So like, but even then, I was getting through stuff. Like, mm-hmm. Noir like carried for like half the game with well, that one because weapon. of that weapon. Yeah, <laughs> but then by the end, like Neptune, Neptune got something called like the protagonist slash that was really good, mm-hmm. and I think Chrome got something that was like triple hitting for like a fucking ton of damage. But th- so like, I'm still getting through, even though Noir's not the strongest character anymore. And mm. then I use one of those break attacks, and it just does, like, 30,000 damage. And I'm like, oh, okay. 30,000 so, like, damage to an enemy that only has 7,000 hit points. Yeah, some, yeah. Like, the final boss, I think, had, like, 80,000. <laughs> and it was still doing that much to her. That's crazy. So it's like, okay. Like, <laughs> yeah, game is will, not balanced in the least. I will take it being easy over being hard, though. Yeah, like, <laughs> this is the kind of experience you want drawn out. Because if it was hard, I probably would have given up. Yeah. Like, yeah. the first Neptune game, the bad one. Ugh. I don't I don't even know if that one's game is hard, but it's just slow and... <laughs> and, like, so much of it just works in ways that make no fucking sense whatsoever. And it's random. Yeah, like, the fucking healing makes no goddamn sense. The break gauge is dependent on animation length, so skipping all the animations is the best oh. option. 
So oh, this game wait. has something similar to where like, so you can do an attack when your ATB gauge is full, but like that gauge never stops raising during animations. Yeah. <laughs> so a longer animation will make it raise lo- for longer. So, but then this also applies to enemies. Yep. So if an enemy has a long attack, they will just keep doing it over and over. Yeah. Because they're getting enough ATB back during the animation. (laughs) So, like, it's super unresponsive because you'll press a button to queue up your attack, but the enemy is like, oh, but I already have my next five queued up. Yeah, it's so bad. It feels very bad to play, which is not good. (laughs) Like, for me, most of the time, combat was holding the turbo button, which is significantly faster than the turbo in Trails, Mm -hmm. Uh where it's just like, it is zoom, 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 zoom. Instead of zoom, 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 it's it's zoom, zoom, zoom. (laughs) So I'm just holding turbo and just mashing X or whoever has got the strongest attack. Mm -hmm. And just, enemies just disappear. (laughs) Nice. Because it's just like, pew, 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 with the big lasers at the end. <laughs> like, bye. <laughs> God, uh, it, it starts to get so broken at the end, which is fine for Neptunia. Yeah, it's like, you, you kind of want that. I get a skill that's just like, oh, use half ATB. So, like, this big fucking laser that takes your whole gauge to fill. <laughs> now it only takes five instead of ten. Which would take, like, 30 seconds real time to charge up. Now it's half. It's like, oh, okay, I'm just launching these nukes with like a 30 second animation constantly <laughs> that's so good <laughs> that's really good i put hp regen on everyone just so i never had to heal basically yeah again. because the the healing fucking sucks uh i mean you can do it with actual yeah oh uh, this, this game, i i tried to like this game and i did beat it and i basically immediately forgot about it after beat finishing it <laughs> the healing is random target Oh, good! Oh, That's really so random. good! When you heal someone, it'll target the person with the lowest HP. Oh. So it's not random. Which, but I mean, like, it's ideal, but... It's not great. Oh, uh, God. Oh, that's funny. So yeah. having everyone have automatic healing helped a bit. Because Noir was kind of a glass cannon because she's the mage in this one. Right. Mm-hmm. Which that's usually... It was funny when it's like, oh, this character has 6,000 HP and Noir has 3,000. Like, what the hell? What? There's some gaps here. That's... Yeah. She's dying in, like, two hits, and, you know, I'm kind of zooming through the combat, so she just disappears, and oops. What? Oh, and... Where'd you go? <laughs> and the shit where, like, I've had characters hit zero HP and ju- then just be standing there because their death animation didn't trigger, possibly because of the turbo. Yeah. So <laughs> stuff like that, but then at least... It doesn't break break reviving them. They just then then they don't do the revive animation. Just They're just like, okay, I'm yeah. alive now. <laughs> <laughs> I think I had a game over where characters were still standing there. I but wouldn't be shocked. The RHB. <laughs> I wouldn't be shocked. But I also won the game over like twice, maybe. Mm. I was like trying to beat it without getting the achievement for a game over. <laughs> So that's, so that's that game. That's it's it's a game. It's a game that you can complete and have an okayish time with. If you, Ish. it's it's not the worst Neptunia spinoff. If you keep your expectations low, 
It's not the worst Neptunia spinoff. There and you go. And you're very patient through the beginning. Put that on the back of the box. Oh, the, I mean, the beginning had people going like, this game is worse than the original PS3 game. Which oh, is... well, this game looked real bad in Alpha. Yeah. Like, holy crap, what they were showing off was miserable. Like, why I mean, would the first you show this? this game is miserable. <laughs> That's probably what they were showing, too. Yeah. Oh. Man. Video games. Woof. Woof. So is that so is that is that is that our episode? Is that what we're doing? We're not going to have the Oscar versus Ray match. No. Yeah. <laughs> we are we are getting the fuck out of Dodge. Um, okay. John Thire, where can our fine internet friends find you? Faraway.times.itch.io. Rhett. This would have been a really funny moment if I had my Mario Maker course ID maker thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have that next week. Otherwise, you, you can go. find me on my dumb website. <laughs> you find him. And you can find me on the dumb website where you probably got this thing at. SocksMakePeopleSexy.net And remember, we are the podcast that loves you. We're the only ones that love you. Mm-hmm.